0: I kind of think all of reality, this is all of reality. Everything else outside of the podcast is just kind of like some kind of dream within a dream.
1: From the smallest room in New York City. This is the portal to like the causal realm. Becomes a show that gives you a reason to live. Listen up. The ball dropped early for victims of a teenage killer on the spectrum. The New Jersey teen blasted both his parents, his sister, and a family friend just 20 minutes before the new year. Killing them all deader than hell. 16-year-old Scott Kologi faces four charges of first-degree murder and close-range killings. He's been charged as a juvenile, but Monmouth County prosecutors tend to try him as an adult. It's a crime shame, this kid killing his whole family on New Year's Eve. Not because it's a big holiday, but because it's literally the last day of 2017, December 31st. Yeah, he's finally squeezing in all his 2016 resolutions. He really, um,
0: probably, uh, Threw off the Monmouth County uh, homicide
1: rate. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Right at the end of the year. Right. <laughs> like they were all celebrating. They're like, we can't. Okay, guys,
0: we did a good job. New record. We got homicides down.
1: And uh, oh f- fuck! <laughs> Is there any way we could Can we uh, fudge the time yeah, right? on this? Uh, by the way, it's speculation on my part that that was resolutions, but authorities uh, they haven't released a motive in the killings. And uh, the dead include his 44-year-old father, 42-year-old mother, Sister Brittany, who is 18, and a woman, Mary Schulz, who is described described—she's described by the New York Post as a family friend, but who is described by the New York Daily News as Scott Kologi's grandfather's partner. Mm. You know, why would that be important? Well, I think that grandfather's partner is a fraught relationship. It's... Uh, you know, the one between a teenage boy and his grandfather's partner. Sure. Because he's like, hey... Where's,
0: where's my, my grandma?
1: Yeah, it's upsetting. And, and and what's her role, you know?
0: She probably, like, was egging him on a lot.
1: I mean, how many times have we heard that, you're not my real grandma, before running off and slamming a door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and is it up to this woman who isn't actually a blood relative to fulfill all the customary duties of a grandmother? Right. Because she's getting down with grandpa, apparently. Does it mean... Does she now... Does it fall on her to send birthday cards with laughably small amounts of money? I mean, with grandma out of the picture, does it, does it fall to this woman to not understand video games and be appalled by almost everything her grandkids do and say? Right. Kids need family structure. I mean, time and again, we've seen statistics that show that more crimes are committed by individuals who are products of a broken family structure, you know, raised in single-parent households. Right. It seems logical to conclude. With kids with special needs who are autistic or gay, that they is, need family yeah. structure all the more. So these, these days to be set on the safe side kids eat a two parent four grandparent upbringing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he didn't get that right uh and he and he killed his whole fucking family with an AK47 that uh, that was uh, that belonged to one of the people who escaped cuz he didn't kill the whole family one of his brothers got away as did his grandpa
0: oh grandpa get out
1: <laughs> he managed to make it out alive and uh and also the shooter is alive so that's some autistic privilege perhaps. yeah
0: I mean, uh, you that's know. that's a really interesting point about um, coming from a four-grandparent home, mm-hmm. and you know,
1: you need someone to be just slightly more racist than your parents. Yeah, that's that's what grandparents do. That's their job. And so with you now they've except, got this. Except,
0: my, I, I think in my for my kids, it, it goes the other way. Whoa. Whoa.
1: You're more racist than your parents? It's almost unheard of. Is it really? Yeah. Usually it goes the other way. But I mean...
0: Over time, people grow... Like every generation is less and less racist. Well, they learn to conceal it better.
2: Oh. Because of... (laughs) It's called evolution. That's what it is.
1: I think that everybody's exactly the same amount of racist they've always been. And they just don't... uh, they, they, it's just not as outward well, that's and, interesting yeah i don't think i think we've made zero progress on racism dawn of time you know what i mean and you see over the hill a bunch of people that walk like you do sort of and they you know they're to the same people they're 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 clearly human beings but they're of a completely different color yeah you immediately go well we got to kill all those fucking people you know what i mean Sure. I mean, you would think that'd be your first impulse. We, we, Maybe. I don't, I don't know what their deal is, but shoot yeah. first, ask questions later. Could be. Could be. I also found out that we are subhuman, actually. Oh. White people are uh, the... Uh, we're... Uh, yeah, we're not really... Um, homo sapien. Not completely. No. The only ones that are completely homo sapien. Africans.
0: Africans, yeah. yeah. Black, black people. Black people. They're p- pure human.
1: They are pure human. We are mixed with like a Cro-Magnon or like a, a fucking, uh, like a one of those, uh, you know, tr- slow moving tree animals, a yeah. sloth or something.
0: Well, that's why, don't they, haven't they always called us like cave faggots or whatever it is that they say?
1: Cave faggots. Yeah. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your cave. Yeah. They're always like pulling this like a uh, civilization, one-upsmanship. I know. Bragging about how great it is to be it's, 100% it's, human. Yeah. Well, because we're part, we have a little Neanderthal. We have a, a trace, a ne- that's why we have a, a protruding brow, some of us, which I certainly do. I, I think I'm more Cro-Magnon than most. Great. And, and the thing is, it sucks about that. I'm not a very good Cro-Magnon either. Hmm. I have the worst traits of a Cro-Magnon. I'm like I'm like why? sort of a fucking... You don't
0: bury your dead?
1: Well, I have very soft hands, you know. Oh, no, sure. Yeah, and, 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 if, and if I had a relative that died, if it was up to me to bury them... I probably wouldn't. You would just I'd like, put them in a dumpster or something. Just just leave it on a pile of rocks. See, look, this is. I, I would look around first, of course, but I wouldn't. Uh, no, I mean it's hard to dig. Six feet is much deeper than it sounds. It is deep, and you, it's got to be.
0: I don't know. what I mean, the, it's basically as deep as you are tall.
1: Yeah, think about digging a hole like that. I mean, and even that. I mean, because like until you are putting a shovel into that hard. Frozen, oh yeah, right. You know, January ground. You don't really know. I mean, Come every on. scoopful. It would take me probably months to do that
0: in this weather.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tell me, you would. You'd have to wait. You'd, you'd just like you go have look. to wait. It's cold. It's not gonna fucking. You have to wait. No one's gonna eat a frozen person. I mean, even animals are like, oh, we'll wait till this those out. You know, boy. I mean, like, I'd hang around till it was frozen. That's the most I would do. Speaking of dead people, yeah, and. Also, we were discussing sort of uh, blacks.
0: Black people.
1: Black people. Humans. Black bodies. We'll call them humans from now on. Okay. Yeah, humans. Not as a pejorative. Right. Full homo sapiens. We'll call them homos. Oh, sure. (laughs) While she was angry, she was active, and now she is the latest member of the 27 Club. It's official. The eldest daughter of habitual criminal Eric Garner. The similarly named Erica Garner, yeah, can't breathe because she's dead. And again, like her dad, of a heart attack after an asthma episode. That's so weird. Yeah, she was only twenty-seven too. I mean,
0: what are the chances that the daughter
1: would die in such a way, in the exact same way uh, as as her father, who same was cause of death, and he was murdered? They 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 they, they, they uh, I guess sort of caused uh, an asthma. Uh, no, attack. they choked him to death. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, the choking led to asthma, right? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I thought that they
0: used a chokehold, right? And that's what caused his death, and that's well, all. You don't really have to get into the the TikTok.
1: You no, know, no more facts beyond that. I, it does help with facts if 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 you say well, this is my bottom line on facts. You know, where is your bottom line on facts? I, I try have you, not to have. Do one.
0: you know what the fragile skull theory is? Uh, no, I don't. Well, the the idea is in law, like say you're like. Just throwing rocks. Or you're doing
1: something... uh, I I, I really appreciate if you would not kind of harp on my Cro-Magnon heritage. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) But let's say you're doing something, and then uh, something that
0: that normally wouldn't cause death to somebody, but... Like, I'm I'm juggling calculators. You're juggling calculators, and one of them drops and hits a guy who has a very fragile skull. Probably some Jew, right? Probably and it goes through it (laughs) and kills him. And then your argument is like, well, it's not my fault because he had this really fragile skull. But the the law says, no, um, it doesn't matter that he had a fragile skull. Your negligent act did cause the death, and you are therefore liable.
1: Okay. Uh, And not true in the case of police officers trying to enforce the law, clearly. Yes,
0: but the police officer uh, was using a tactic... The chokehold, which is technically not illegal, but against departmental regulations.
1: Exactly. Against departmental regulations. So he could have possibly, so uh, possibly a with a, an internal uh, you He know, caused the department homicide. He, he murdered him. It was <laughs> homicide and murder. Not the same he thing. He murdered him. <laughs> <And> <laughs> everybody knows he murdered him. Everybody knows that. I, yeah, that's not yeah, even yeah. in question. But so the question the is... The question is, how was his windpipe not at all uh, damaged? Uh, I mean, there was no... It, it was a chokehold, but there was no damage to his windpipe. At least according to the medical examiner, who did also rule it a homicide.
0: Okay, you know what I'm going to do now? Since Call you're doing... I'm going to say, probably. I can't breathe 11 times. <laughs> I can't
1: breathe. I, can, I can't breathe. I can talk. I can't breathe. I, can't breathe. I can breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I
0: can't breathe. I can't
1: breathe. I can't breathe. You get the point? 11 times. 11. You get the point. Unless you hear the full 11, you don't get the point. Now,
0: how many times did Erica Garner say, I can't breathe?
1: Uh, probably several.
0: Now, was she, um where was Dan- Daniel Pantaleo when this happened
1: to her? I think he was with a voodoo doctor. Oh, he was like choking a doll. I think he was. yeah, I think he was cl- I think he was choking something that he bought from some sort of a shaman. And I mean, there's got to be some way to pin this on NYPD. Uh, people don't just die. no, people, shit doesn't just happen. No. And furthermore, uh you know, there's probably a lot of cops who are uh, you know not entirely displeased or unhappy. Uh, about this situation i mean i i have no way of knowing that but i mean look I, it's okay to speculate every once in a while i'm trying not to you know uh, f- fuck up my integrity here. yeah i mean because uh if i compromise my integrity as a journalist this show's over oh so, my god can
0: you imagine I,
1: I, please you know her, her she was only 27 and and that fact makes it into a lot of the headlines i noticed you know because this was this is a mm-hmm. a big time death uh for new york city and for the, for Black Lives Matter, uh, only twenty seven. So that's a they they kind of play that up in evaluating her life and death. Though I don't think her age is, is really is an important number. You know? I How think come? The, well, I think the important number is her weight. You know, the headline should read: Activist daughter of Eric Garner dead at three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean. I mean, for someone who called herself an activist, she she didn't look very active. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's two kinds of activists. there's the kind who march and the kind who die in. Jesus, um, how much
0: did she weigh? Do you know? Uh,
1: I'm estimating 300 pounds.
0: Was she? Was she that? Was she really a big girl like that?
1: Well, y- you've seen the photos, and you've seen. I mean, like I, I've I've seen her in in news footage. I've seen her speak, and and she's uh, she is she is not a, a thin or even chubby or husky woman. She is um, she's what you would call a fat girl. Yeah. Do you think she
0: was stress eating?
1: I think she probably ate emotionally on occasion. I, I know that I do. I mean, like, nobody's above that. It's like, you know, like I said, with the two kinds of activists, you know, there's the the, 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 the march kind and the die-in kind. Like the mm. guy says when you buy a slice, he's like, stay or go, you know, which is a phrase she undoubtedly heard many, many times a day. Right. Uh, it's just to say that she, she didn't look as if um, she missed a lot of meals. But, you know, it's a little unfair to say that to imply, though, that she didn't march, because I found a piece on NBCnews.com from the fi- from 2015. It's entitled, Erica Garner Will Not Stop Marching. And I, I think they've kind of, oh. they probably corrected the headline. No, now. no,
0: no. They have to. Know. Listen to this. I just found this interesting article. The caucasity of outrage because Erica Garner's family won't talk to white journalists. Yes. That's the the, thing the that- caucasity. The caucasity. Now, listen to this. Okay. And then there were the white tears. These white tears were different. They had nothing to do with Erica Garner, her activism, or even her death. Caucasian tear ducts don't even open for black bodies. They only respond to the perceived oppression of white people. Hmm. The salty faces were because Erica Garner's family announced that they would give interviews and comments only to black journalists bodies my, my
1: ducks actually open up in a strong wind or so then yeah 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 being oppressed. i think it's
0: funny there's this new thing well, i've mentioned this on the podcast before this whole black bodies thing
1: black bodies where
0: they're always talking about black and brown bodies but they always talk about white people now it's not like white people ever talk about white bodies versus black people or but i mean it, it seems like what well, why do they always talk about they never talk about white bodies. Just black bodies. I, I, I'm really confused by this whole thing.
1: It's odd. I really don't know. I, I mean, like, uh, what 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 do you... I, I guess when they say bodies, the inference is dead bodies. No, they're
0: talking about live bodies.
1: Right, but I mean, it... But, uh, like Normally, say, yeah. The inference, it, it takes you in that direction, you know, where it, 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 as if there's a body count. Look, or uh, also the, the, the tendency to dehumanize uh them and think of them only as you know that they're just some body i guess i mean is that that's part of it closest i can come to like an offhand explanation of that what do you think
0: well like 25 years ago when i went to grad school like this was kind of considered sort of um i remember grad school fancy type of talk like oh yes well the body you know we have to consider the body and people are talking about bodies it all comes out of like Michel foucault who was like a um gay french like philosopher who would talk a lot about the carceral body and you know in how uh modern society is all about surveillance and incarceration and discipline and you know all of all of the type of stuff that goes on in like probably in like Leather Daddy bathhouses, he sort of would uh, expand to society as a whole. Uh, so it, it was kind of, um, what do you call it, trendy language to talk about p- bodies. I see. And I think it's just kind of taken 25 years to trickle into, you know, the level of like the root.com. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, they're really into this. They're like, to, yeah. oh, so there are one million black bodies in jail. It's like okay well
1: yeah. yeah all right well and and that it, is i guess issue. it's supposed to seem
0: more startling
1: yeah it it goes to show it seems very gay it it, <laughs> <laughs> it goes to show it reminds though,
0: me of that movie moonlight from last year
1: well I, I have some more uh i have some more thoughts uh and and, and re- reta- uh, what would be the word i'm looking for that relate. Like, I have some more to, thoughts that, that relate to yeah. That, we need the, to
0: control the
1: black body. <laughs> a, a couple of uh, things to, to look up, uh, and uh, uh, let's let's come back and, and let's let's. Uh, you want to take this. a break? Want to take a quick break? We'll be great.
0: Right. All right, bye, Pat.
1: Hey, it's Pat Dixon. What really got me pumped about doing the show again? Compound Media, getting a show there has been really cool, and it's not some bullshit. Maybe try Compound Media for a month, and when you do sign up, tell them why you're there, you know? In the Boogie D, near the Bronx Z and the Botanical G, 12 people died in an apartment fire on Prospect Avenue, started by a child of only three.
0: Thirteen people.
1: Firefighters were greeted by dead bodies at the door, stacked in the hallway on the first floor where residents had been trapped by smoke and heat as the fire ripped ass up the stairway. The kid's mom left him watching cartoons with his two-year-old sibling while she took a shower, and when she came out, the kitchen was filled with smoke. She grabbed her kids, ran out the building, leaving her door open, which caused the fire to spread rapidly up the stairs. Survivor Siobhan Stewart lost four family members. She said, I would kick the mother's ass all over the place. you got to school your children. You and your children cost 12 people their lives. Thirteen. According to FDNY Commissioner Phil Negro, well, the boy who apparently started the fire has a history of playing with burners and turning them on. Three years old, he barely has a history, but he has a history of that. Joining me now, Seth Barron. Hey, Seth. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm good. How was your new year? Fine. Yeah, mine too. So, uh, this, I mean fire is a this is the worst fire in something like 25 years or something yeah 28 years jesus do you remember the last one happy land oh was it happy land that was a that was a big dance club right a a nightclub it was an underground
0: nightclub yeah like an illegal nightclub
1: those illegal nightclubs man they are
0: prone to go up well especially if someone comes and burns it down intentionally
1: yeah that they don't have much defense against that well they're not up to code no you know no uh so why did this guy burn it down he was angry at his girlfriend. Oh, well, fuck. Uh, and how many people got killed in that? Like
0: 80. Oh, okay. 87 or something. A lot. So that's much worse. Yeah, but this is pretty bad. Um, what, what I don't really get, and nobody's really been able to explain this. Okay, so the woman ran out and she left the door open. Yeah. But all doors are self-closing.
1: She, she must have propped it open.
0: <laughs>
1: I guess. I don't know how she left it open. Maybe did she just did the unlocked. woman really
0: say she wanted to beat that woman's ass?
1: Yeah, sure did. Yeah, she was angry because she lost four family members, so which it's it's that's understandable.
0: Because I gather the woman just ran out of the house and didn't like um, tell anybody. Oh,
1: there's a fire. No, she didn't spread the word. Well, she was on the first floor. I I assume. I think she was on the ground. Yeah, she was on the ground floor, and they and people were stuck. Yeah, she was on the first floor. So if you're gonna be in a fire.
0: Be on the first floor? It's
1: the floor to be on, yeah.
0: But what's kind of sad about this is a lot of people died. I mean, a lot of people just went at the fire escape and saved themselves.
1: Yeah, I guess... uh, And
0: some people just didn't, like... I guess some people were just in their bathtub. Here, you can do it over here.
1: Yeah, they were in their bathtub, some of them, yeah. Uh, Which... Isn't a good place. Well, it seems foolproof, really. If you have a straw, you know, that you would just, uh, you know, just just... Run oh, the tub, I run the tub
0: full of water, <laughs> and then I don't use think it like they, a reed. I don't think they filled
1: the bathtub. Oh, well, that's where they went. Okay, well, that was what I assumed.
0: Um, yeah, that's a good point. But except, even with the reed, you'd just be like sucking in smoke.
1: Well, water, can, fire can't burn water. That's all I know. <laughs> as far um, as I go, look,
0: it's a, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's just terrible. I mean.
1: Maybe, maybe that guy and his grandson were just sitting in the tub at the time. Maybe they didn't flee to the tub. Maybe they just oh they were taking a bath. They were, no, they were hanging out in their clothes with no water, just just having
0: fun, just in the tub. <laughs> yeah, you. May, you I might, don't know. You maybe they're a- playing
1: submarine or something. No, they. I guess. So, what is the thing to do? Go out the fire escape, right? I guess. And these people ran downstairs. Now they probably figured, well, we're on the second floor. We're close to the door. We know where the door is. They're in a panic. The place is filled with smoke. Their alarms are going off. Detectors are going off they they run and then they get down to the stairs and then there's uh, they just die I, I in know. the hallway you is know? that really what happened that's horrible you, yeah they, the firemen had to had to climb over these dead bodies hey it's Pat Dixon thanks for listening to New York City crime report uh, I know that you probably say to yourself well you know you, you already do so much for us uh, with reporting and maintaining your journalistic integrity and everything it, it's not uh, any big deal I'm happy to do it you know but, hey, if you, if you want, there's a couple of things you could do for me. Uh, I, I guess uh, you, if you wanted, you could go to uh, uh, you know, the Apple podcast there and leave a five-star rating. That would be great. And if you wanted to leave a review saying how much you like the show, even better. Oh, and, and here's another thing you can do. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. This show doesn't have ads at all. So we are supported through patreon.com, like a crowdsourcing thing. Uh, You're familiar with the damn thing, I'm sure. Uh, Patreon.com slash PatDixonNYC. I appreciate it. Uh, I do not want to make a big deal out of it, but I don't know what else to, you know, so thanks. Oh, and one more thing. I have a show on Compound Media. Uh, You know, I don't expect to do all this shit. (laughs) Make a choice. Compound Media is a great network. A lot of great shows. You really, really... Would enjoy it, I think. Uh, you know, I, I don't have time to go over everything that's on it, but, you know, it's just, trust me, it's fucking good. So, uh, compoundmedia.com, go there, try it for a month, see if you like it. Crime Report every week, live. All right, I'll talk to you later. I
0: kind of think all of reality, this is all of reality, everything else outside podcast is just kind of like some kind of dream within a dream yeah that's
1: exactly how i feel
0: this is the portal to like the causal realm
1: the the, what's the causal realm
0: well down here we're just i guess we're just in the physical world and then above this there's like the astral realm where like spirits and souls can like you know transport themselves or like ascend to and then beyond that is the causal realm which is obviously like where god is god satan God, Satan. Well, I, you know, I think even Satan isn't necessarily the causal
1: realm. He's second in the entire universe. That's how that's, that's how, the well
0: God I mean Satan was cast out. Satan's way down there.
1: Well yeah, he's way down there. But he's still second. I he's still know. like like he's the vice president or, or he's, no, he's not. in some line we of succession, are. isn't he? We're the vice president. <laughs> well besides us. We're the
0: ger- we're the vice gerunds of, of 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 reality.
1: And you don't mean my, mankind, you mean us. I mean the prophet Muhammad. <laughs>
0: The master of the two realms.
1: Yes, I, I I have a hard time believing that that Jews and and Muslims and Christians are all sort of like the same religion, swarming around the same thing. Yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of funny because they're like, oh no, we all worship the same God. It's like, well, I guess. I mean, it's all kind of it's a little bit made up anyway. So
1: you know, I guess if you have three children with the same parents, they're gonna they're gonna have different ideas of. What they learned, you know growing up from them and and what what they were given to understand,
0: yeah, but that's assuming that that that's kind of like crediting the idea that God himself was like, "Okay, here's the Jewish religion, and now here's the Christian religion, and here's the Muslim religion, well,
1: no, but he you know he it's I, I really all God... just
0: like offshoots from from Judaism, right, like all um you know spin offs
1: or you know improvements. Well, that's what they would it's say. Just, yeah, exactly. That's what they would yeah. say. <laughs> well, no what I what I meant was though, it, like you know, yeah. they turn out how they turn out. That's true. So you have one kid who grows up to do a lot of uh, good in the world, you know, maybe have children and a, a good family, and then you have one kid who you know, beheads other kids. Right. And and it cuts off women's clits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have one that's like, "Hoy." Right. <laughs> Like the older one, the older one. yeah, yeah, exactly. It shrugs. Yeah, that's yeah, that's he's the oldest. Well, you've got the
0: older one. and so your your first kid, you're kind of like very you have a lot of discipline, yes. and you really like make them hue to the rule. And then the second kid, you kind of relax things a little bit. And by the time you have your third kid, it's just kind of running wild chaos. yeah., uh, you don't really pay much attention to it. Parents might not even be together anymore, right. And it's just running through the neighborhood. You've, you burning you've shit down. Used
1: up all your parenting skills, right? And
0: it's you know you're kind of old. You're not paying that much. You're like, yeah, well, it'll turn out all right. Oops. Then you have an accident, right? Oops. Later on, and yeah.
1: then that then multiple wives and stuff, and that's right. And, uh, as uh, my old friend Tim Wilson used to say, I've quoted him before. And he said, you know, I can't. His wife was Jewish. Oh, and he was talking about the Book of Mormon. <laughs> my wife's Jewish. I can't even sell her on Jesus, much less Jesus the Western. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus the Western. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story. Of was him. he a Mormon? No, no. He's a like, you know, they always want you to read the Book of Mormon. He's like, I haven't even finished the Bible yet, you know, right. much less the Book of Mormon.
0: Have you ever looked at the Book of Mormon?
1: Never. No, I never have. I've never looked at that book.
0: I mean, it's really, um, look, not to insult anyone's
1: cherished faith, but it's, yeah, it's pretty weird. A lot of hardcore Mormons listen to this show too. By the way, is that I want, true? I want to shout out my friends in Salt Lake City and Provo and uh, yeah, out west and and uh, you know nothing disparaging to say, but what does it say in the book that you uh, you say it's kind of well? It's it, kind of like are there are a lot of pictures in it. I <laughs> it's
0: it's kind of it's like written like a hodgepodge of the um, of the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible, as we would say you know with all of these different tribes and these different kings yeah i remember and, that and all these made up, and so it 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 but it's just its own version of that all taking place on the american continent
1: oh do they have like are they named like running deer and stuff like that
0: no no no, no. they're named like kind of made up sort of hebrew sounding names
1: so th- their belief kind of dovetails with, uh, what do you call it, the uh, black Israelis? Uh, oh, belief? the black Hebrews? Think- the black Hebrew I mean, Israeli. a little
0: bit. Well, they think... Black Israelis. <laughs> Here's what they think. The Mormons think that in the Exodus, when the Hebrews left captivity, <clears throat> I guess some of them went to, made boats and went west and wound up in the Americas, and... Uh, so that they're just like you know the Indians are just like this these descendants of of I guess the ancient Israelites, and Jesus appeared you know so they had their own civilization and then Jesus appeared over here. Appeared. Yeah, you know after his crucifixion or maybe you know I don't know maybe he could locate, I don't know Tele-
1: teleporting perhaps something
0: like that. And, uh, yeah, so, or maybe when he was, after he was crucified, he came over here. You know, I don't
1: really know. Well, see, okay, wait. if, if you look at the Bible now, the, if the first commandment the, uh, in the Jewish tradition, it says, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And so I think what he was saying to the Jews is, you know me, I'm God, capital G, and I'm going to tell you something that I know. The truth is, I know everything. that that I'm aware, you know, a concept you probably don't grasp immediately. But uh, so people in your tribe, and this is just a side note to you, Moses, because, you know, he took Moses aside to explain to him the commandments. He said, no, no, you don't have to take this down, but I want you to get this because people in your tribe think a lot of you. He said, what the fuck do you know, really? You know, I mean, like, you know, Moses is just a guy. They had a hell of a fucking, it was, in order to get to the commandments, it was a real fucking journey. If you look at Genesis 12, 1 through three, the Lord says to to uh, Abraham, "Boy, you know this stuff right off." Yes, go go from your country and your kindred. He said, "This is what he said to Abraham." Now Abraham is the original Jew. Yeah, and, and your father's house. Uh, uh, go go to the land that I will show you, and I'm going to make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and uh, and that that you will be a blessing there. He goes, I'll, I'll, right. I'll bless those who bless you. <laughs> right and, and him who dishonors you i will curse right and all the families of the earth uh shall be blessed so uh basically it's he's very much like marlon brando and the godfather mm. you know why didn't you come to me first you know
0: why didn't you come to me uh, i gotta you, you out you, you you were
1: afraid to be in my debt and uh you, you were afraid of having a friend like me there's courts here and uh uh all that kind of shit sure in a different order he says all those things and uh so that this is so this is God leaning on him and that, that was the first time I got the religious significance of the Godfather you know huh even though God and father are in the title yeah a little dense I guess right but he moved Abraham. I guess I
0: guess I never really thought of that until now he,
1: he moved to Canaan just just like God asked him to yeah made a fortune in Egypt along the way. I and mean, his wife oh. Sarah had two sons. One of his sons was named Ishmael. Yeah. The other was Isaac. Right. So, you know, it's it's like a Cain and Abel kind of thing, with one of them turning out pretty good and the other one not. Right. Sort of.
0: But he had Ishmael with his um his servant. Exactly. I think Hagar. That's, that's
1: kind of why, yes. That's, Hagar the well. Hey Hagar the horror. <laughs> oh shit. Right. Well, I only say that because, you know, she turned it well, Sarah got rid of her. Yeah. You know. Because she's like, I don't, I don't want you around, right? And I mean, so they that kind of makes sense, right? And so, yeah, and that might be why Ishmael turned out to be, uh, you know, somewhat, uh, you the, know, the
0: father of the Arabs,
1: less than Isaac. Oh, he turned to be father of the Arabs. Yeah, that's the whole point. Now, that I didn't know. Yeah. So, so Abraham is the father of the Jews. He gave and, and his son, yeah, through a whore. Or through well, his uh, maid or whatever housekeeper, it, but wasn't that like uh, Sarah's idea? Uh, yeah, it could have been because she was really old and Abraham was really old, and they were like, "We're never going to be able to have a kid." So they they had Ishmael uh, through Sarah, but then she also got pregnant. Yeah, you know, and they they don't really talk about favorites with their kids. They try to say they love them all the same, but I mean, they that's not that, really true. No, the fact they have to try to love them all the same. And not it's telltale reaction to what I, they really I, feel. I think I love my kids both the same. Yeah, do you have to try though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of—I guess they're just different.
1: I love them both equally, but different, separate but equal. Something their like, love. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Did you know Sarah was really hot? Was she? She was. And 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 like uh, he had this hot wife, and he had to negotiate uh, a lot of pitfalls. It, Spent a lot of time thinking about that. It's funny that
0: the Muslims and the Mormons...
1: She's like 10 years younger than him, too.
0: The Muslims and the Mormons, who both are have based their religions on, like, kind of, like, screwed-up rewritings of the Bible, they both have um, polygamy. Put it this way when Abraham went out with Sarah. I'm not so big on, like, early Canaanite dating rituals.
1: <laughs> I guess we found the limits of your... Uh, my knowledge of your studies, you
0: know what? You, you <laughs> it, it, try me, you'd find them very, very quickly. I
1: know Balthus, that's about it. Primitive times, though, very primitive. Oh, fuck yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And then Isaac was the one who, uh, there was some confusion over his potential sacrifice, right? God said to Abraham, Give me your
0: son. Abraham. Abe said to God, Man, you're putting me on. <laughs> Um yeah, so uh Abraham was told to take Isaac up to the mountain and um slit his throat as a sacrifice, but then um the angel stayed Abraham's hand and God was like, No, 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 no. Just like, what are you nuts? Come on. Come on. I'm I didn't fucking, mean it. Just, just fucking around. Just um Jesus, Abe. Just just cut off his foreskin. Just <laughs> I mean all of just it. Just burn a goat instead. Yeah, and then um so you wonder what Isaac must have been thinking after that. Like, oh Thanks, Dad. Yeah.
1: Jesus. I mean like uh you uh you were just gonna just kill me there, huh? Yeah, just like, but God, just like, God said so. I, I, what were his exact words? <laughs> in Genesis also, he defined the borders of the land uh, promised Abraham. He said, to your offspring, I give you this land. Now, I don't know why there's all this confusion about who owns what in the Middle right. East. I mean, it's it's very clear in the Bible. He, he promised to Abraham, to your offspring, I give you this land. From the river of Egypt to the great river, uh, the, that's the, the the river Euphrates, yeah. uh, the land of, of the Canaanites, uh, the Canizzites, the Kadamites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephame, uh the Amorites, and uh, the Canaanites. Yeah, also, no. uh, the, the the Gagashites and the uh, Jebusites. So yeah. is what, all, the, all their land, just give it to the Jews' owners. From, from the Nile to the Euphrates,
0: it's very, it's very clear. There's really... I don't know what all of this fuss is and all of this uh, legalism. It's very, very clear
1: as to who owns what, and they all use the same book, so it's right there in their book. I, mean, I assume it's well. Same see, thing here's in the, the Quran. problem. No, 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 because the Quran the Quran, not the Quran. See, here's the thing. I conflated the, Quran. The, Quran, the, Quran.
0: the Torah, the Torah, and the Quran <laughs> The the Koran, the, Quran. <laughs> the Quran. So the whole principle of the Quran is that it was dictated directly. See, here's the thing. The Bible, like the Hebrew Bible and then the New Testament, if you try to figure out who wrote them and when they were written down, I mean, even the most religious people will say, yeah, well, uh, it was transcribed here and there and there's different versions. There's this version, there's that version. Um, especially for the you know the Christian scholars will say this. They'll say, well, it's all inspired by God. Like, God yeah. inspired all it of did, this. It
1: did, but God inspired everything. So Right,
0: but the idea is that the quran was directly dictated to muhammad and he got it reproduced faithfully so that's that's the incorruptible version the muslims say oh. yeah well all the bible and the new testament the torah and the the christian bible and the gospels yeah they they contain elements of truth but they've been corrupted over time
1: that's hard to argue with
0: through their transcriptions i mean
1: look at king james I mean, that's the the one that most people use, and that one's only a couple of hundred years old, several hundred years old. Right, right, with right. With the these and thous. Yeah,
0: and this is all translations and different... You know, look at, like, the stemata, like, oh, okay, well, th- here's this version and that version, and, uh, you know, the A text and this text. So that's what Muslims say. They say, look, you guys, you don't even know what your text is. We have been using the exact same... Everybody uses the same text, and it's been the same thing since... Muhammad got it in like 640 AD or whatever. Still
1: only a few hundred years ago. Though. I well, mean, relative, it's it's relatively new compared relatively to the Bible. New.
0: So they say, yeah, well, that's why there's all kinds of screwy things in the Christian and Jewish Bibles, which, you know, have a lot of good stuff, but they would say, right, well, obviously God did not give the Jews all of that territory. And obviously uh, Noah didn't get drunk. And lay with his daughters because that's disgusting. Look, Noah
1: did some bad shit. Right, but
0: they they think it's really evil to to say
1: that a prophet would have done anything bad. See, a prophet? I thought he was just like a oh, sure sailor. he was a prophet. He spoke to God. Well, God told him to build a ship. Right. Well, that makes so him a did. prophet. That
0: makes him a prophet. You
1: know. You know. There's never an ark in any other context. There's nobody like on. You know. Like you don't take the Staten, Staten Island and arc. ark. <laughs> That's a good point actually. You know and and you know there's a lot of Jewish lawyers, right? I mean, not they're not it's not the, a, a slur. The, there's a lot of Jewish lawyers. There seem to be. And
0: they it, seem, it seems that
1: way. Many of the best ones. And I think the reason is because they have a long tradition in the Jewish faith of finding workarounds yeah for, for the for their religious rules. That's kind of a lot of it. <laughs> it's very interesting, isn't it because it mean, is It's a skill. Uh, people sometimes can find ways around saying that they, they seem insurmountable. they seem completely cut and dried. This is the rule. And they're like, well, what about if we well
0: there's that there, there is a kind of will that be a
1: guide to do this? That's the tradition that you know traditionally
0: a lot of the critiques of Judaism have been that well it's it's legalism. It's a legalistic religion. And it's just all about rules, and there's no spiritual kernel, and that that's been the traditional anti-Jewish.
1: Oh shit! Dating
0: back to the days of Jesus.
1: Oh Christ! I don't mean to. No, it's
0: it's not anti-Semitic per se. It's just like (laughs) anti-Jewish.
1: Wait, what's the difference? If you ask me what anti-Semitic mean, I would say anti. Because
0: anti-Semitic means like looking at Jews as a people. There's really. A major flaw with them mm. and that you know something we, you know we really have to like consider this as you know as an ethnicity as Wait, a just, race just one well, oh. <laughs> i mean if they had just one just one what? big deal major flaw oh right 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 i mean being anti-jewish is kind of saying like oh well the oh, problem is is that the sent the exclusive sense, their exclusive sense of the covenant, that they alone receive the uh, the divine presence, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I feel so
1: ignorant stuff. now for conflating those two because no, it's so it's obvious. No, it's a pretty common thing to do. And so Judaism's emphasized as a religion all the time rather than like a, a race or a people or. Uh, I've noticed that, that it seems to depend on the context, you know, like if it's something like. Uh, you know, if it's if it's a prejudice or something like that, or if it's a, uh,
0: I mean, some people are both anti-Semitic and anti-Jewish, so you can always put yourself in that camp. Well, I wouldn't, but uh, I wouldn't put myself in either.
1: I think I think Judaism is a fine religion, but I yeah. do hate. Well, maybe maybe I'm anti-Semitic, but I'm pro-Jewish.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of people like that. I mean, because like, there's people who are like, you know what, Jesus, maybe he went too far. And the Jewish religion is fine, but Jews,
1: they're annoying. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to find people annoying is not to... The funny thing about... Everyone's annoying. The funny
0: thing about anti-Semitism is it has just so many like variations and shadings, and it's amusing how, um, how into it people can be.
1: Yeah, it, what, you mean without realizing or considering themselves kind of, to be anti-Semitic? Kind of, Yeah, I guess that's probably kind true. Kind of. I mean, I'm
0: not someone who goes around pointing it out
1: everywhere or, like, making it up, but... Like the rest of these fucking... Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, a mild case of it, on the Upper East Side... No kidding. Yeah, the millionaire socialite daughter, the late owner of the Washington Redskins, the L.A. Lakers, and an NHL hockey team was arrested for assault after bashing a stranger in the head outside an Upper East Side restaurant with her $425 designer glass purse. 28-year-old Jacqueline Kent Cook is uh, also accused of making an anti-Semitic remark yeah. to the victim's mother. Uh, the assault occurred after 52-year-old Matthew Habercorn's presumably slow-moving old mother was getting her jacket so slowly the heiress became irritated and encouraged her to move more quickly. She said, hurry up, you Jew. She then allegedly told the woman that she should use some of her money and get a nose job. Well, that's some kind medical advice. Well, maybe. Uh, ha- Haberkorn confronted her, you know, his yeah, mother, yeah, rather. Yeah. kind you know. of brusque. Yeah, sort of, yeah, uh, in, in an insulting sort of manner. So, so she swung the bag, hitting the alleged uh, Jew in the head. Uh, as he said, as she clocks me in the head with her glass purse. According to the Daily News, the purse appeared to be a Lulu Guinness Mirror Perspex clutch. Oh, priced at four four and a quarter. So it's really not
0: glass. It's like um, probably some kind of like thick plastic.
1: Well, what what, what leads you to that? Because it says Perspex. Yeah. You now Perspex is is similar to glass. Is it I heavy? mean, isn't it,
0: isn't it kind of like the kind of stuff that they use at banks for? Um you know, bulletproof glass. Holy shit. Well, yeah. Well, bulletproof glass. Glass, I guess. It's,
1: okay. it's, it's Well, it's probably some kind of like uh, I think it's some kind plasticine of plastic. glass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so Cook has been in trouble with the law before. This is not new for her. In 2006, oh, excuse me, 2008, when she was apprehended on a DUI rap, she allegedly asked the cops if they knew who her dad was and threatened that she'd have their badges, saying a million dollars, excuse me, a billion dollars goes a long way.
0: Um, I thought you were going to say that when she was arrested, she asked the cops
1: if they were Jews. Asked them if they, if they, why don't you spend some of your money on a nose job? Yeah, perspex
0: Pigs. is it's an acrylic glass.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably the kind of thing that's not going to shatter when you hit a Jew in the head with it. No, but uh, it's also going to hurt badly <coughs> oh probably, sure probably rather that's probably why it's a clutch rather than a purse you know you know uh, it's fun to look that purse up i'm gonna see I, I bet you it's a it's a tight little package because when i heard the story i thought gee
0: i wonder if this woman maybe has a drinking problem yeah that's... and then you said
1: that she had a dui well, and yeah it... she was arrested on dui i don't I, I don't know if she was convicted on that
0: right but typically if you're arrested for a dui
1: Um, not a lot of people getting out of that
0: not a lot of people get falsely arrested for a DUI have you ever heard of anybody like
1: oh yeah almost everybody (laughs) (laughs) Right, depends on who you believe sure well okay I'm looking now at the uh, let's see I'm looking at a silver mirror perspex lips clutch by Lulu Guinness so it's lips you know it's like the Rolling Stones logo with no tongue tongue and teeth just uh, it's just a and now there's other ones here that are shaped uh, not like lips. Okay. I think you'd want to get hit with the lips because it's got the it's there's no corners on it. This thing here, though. No? This even the at the clothing. corners of the mouth? The corners uh, of the yeah, lips? I think this is the one, yeah. No, even the corners are, are sort of rounded. I think this is what he got hit with, uh, this one right here, which oh. is very boxy. And but Is that see-through? It's mirrored, it says. Oh.
0: Well, I mean anyway, the the whole Seems point, like,
1: yeah, glass, yeah, people with glass purses shouldn't, shouldn't
0: hurl. <laughs> <laughs> if you are swinging it by the chain kind of the way um the young David felled Goliath like with his
1: his sling. We were just talking about that earlier.
0: Yeah. Um you could uh inflict some damage, I would think. Oh, I mean
1: the guy was bleeding. He he got hit really hard. Yeah. Uh, you could is potentially that, is, kill him. Is that somebody? just
0: because he was like a wimpy Jew?
1: I don't think so. No, I think it's I think it's rather because uh women seem to be under the impression that they can't truly, you know hurt anyone. Yeah, like sort of like a toddler, you know, how a toddler feels free to just like swing his fists on an adult, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. sort of permit this.
0: Like run up to somebody and just start punching their knee.
1: Yeah, they think it's funny. And it usually sometimes <laughs> sure. it is funny. Yeah, kids like they they swing their fists. they get punched you right in the face and you just say, like, Oh, kid uh, you know, up until a certain age, and then it's uh, then you got to put a stop to that shit. Uh, but women don't really get the memo on that because, uh, you know, they uh, they for some reason, I mean, she's arrested for assault. So, I mean, oh yeah, so she's uh, she has assaulted this guy. Women think that they may like I could beat a woman's ass, but like if but men are impervious somehow. Well, the other funny
0: thing, and I think television and movies have something to blame for this. Women uh, seem to have a uh, – I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, they feel that they should be able to do it and not get in trouble. But um, I feel like lately women have this outsized sense of their uh, physical capabilities mm. and their uh, capacity to hurt people Oh, and, like, to get into fights with people. Mm. Um, and I, I blame it on television because, you see, there's all these television shows where they have a um, – like. An FBI agent or whatever, or a spy who's like, I don't know, maybe 105 pounds, like the actress, oh sure. five foot three, five foot five, who, through all of her amazing martial arts skills and weaponry skills, can you know take out a bunch of like like three, 240 pounds, six foot three like
1: professional fighters. Oh, it could happen if uh, if if she was trained by the government. Uh, I mean, do you really think so? And if she was, maybe if she was implanted with a male heart <laughs> or brain. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's. They also, yeah, they have this idea of being badasses. Yeah, it, well, I mean, every show that has a that has police now, they they've got a really hot woman who's like a profiler or something or something. Yeah, like FBI agent or know, yeah, like you said, and. That's that's now what we think of is that that's what a cop looks like, you know. Right. Used to be a guy in a short sleeve shirt and a tie, a little overweight right, and a right, donut. Right, right, right. Now it's these these hot really women. hot young women. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's why there was a novelty to Charlie's Angels because that's like this is not what real you know legal enforcers or or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what Charlie's Angels were exactly. I mean they work for some a dude. P- private detectives. I, I suppose, but I mean. They yeah, I guess that's what they were. They certainly weren't I don't think they were like officially sanctioned Law to be out there doing these things that they were doing. Whatever it was. But they uh women do have that idea. Yeah, now the girls will grow up thinking like, Hey, how come I'm not working in a police station? And and all these guys respecting them too. You know, that's the other thing that happens all the time is like they, they have there'll be one guy who's like, Oh right. So you think you're going to solve this uh, there? Sure, sure. Yeah, he's gonna, and he's like, basically the guy. And then he looks down, his dick's hanging out of his pants. Oh, sorry. He's like a real clod. Right. But all the reasonable guys are like, yeah, it's all this respect. Well, I just wonder if this, if Jacqueline Kent Cook, Um, I guess she was probably really drunk. I, I think she had, had a few too many, you know, and just, uh, well, she's really rich. Yeah, you know, she grew up really rich. Yeah, but then she had the guy a, owns three professional sports teams.
0: But then she had a public defender representing her on
1: this. Yes. <laughs> well, that's how that's how they stay rich, <laughs> right? I'm not paying some Jew
0: lawyer. <laughs> this is Donald J. Trump, President of the United States. You're listening to New York City Crime Report. It's sometimes like. I'll be going to bed, and I'll realize, okay, so I woke up, I spent the whole day looking at a computer screen, and then I came home and spent the whole day looking at my phone, and now it's nighttime, and I'm still looking at my phone, and now I'm going to sleep. And it's like, it's a little depressing. I
1: look at my phone a lot, too, at home. I think it's because my wife is always naked, and I'm trying to avoid catching a glimpse of it. (laughs) (laughs) It fucking is hard work. You had a point. It is not easy. It is not easy to Fuck a woman, even in the best of circumstances. Well, you know, there's certain things. There's, you know, you kind of gutting it up to want to, right? Uh, just getting her to want to, getting her to want to. I mean, like both people wanting to at the same time. How does this ever happen? It, Actually, it's kind of remarkable, it is remarkable. Uh, just with because there's plenty of people I'd like to that you see, you know. Like, oof. Sure. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then, like, all those are the ones that, that, you know, you can't do that. No. Because it's, you know, adultery and it's going to, you know, you have to get used to the idea of somebody being heartbroken because of some extreme pleasure that you have. Seems unfair. It's really a grand trick, isn't it? Kind of. That we have this. Because I tell you, if my wife had sex with a guy. Yeah. I'd be... I feel, i'm not, I don't think I'd be heartbroken if this marriage doesn't work out I won't be heartbroken I'll be just a part of me will be relieved okay and then the, <laughs> and then the other part of me would just be like oh, I, I can't believe I thought that this was something mm. you know like yeah I, but
0: suppose it falls apart not because of her adultery but because of um like I don't know something you do well I mean or just like irreconcilable differences.
1: Oh well, in those cases, it might be a little bit more heartbreaking, I guess. Right? Because you always think like, oh, we can work it out. But the, but if there's adultery, you know, there's no work sure to that sure, out. sure. I'm not going to work this out. Right. You can. You, it's over. Some people aren't like that. They wouldn't end it. They would. They would. They would. I mean, people like try to recover their marriages after these things. Well, especially I especially females like, who are married to like guys with a lot of money. They yeah, say, this is worth another shot. Okay. Right.
0: Well, or if um. You know, I guess if there's kids involved, people are like, "Oh well," yeah. or like, or like, say, say, um, we really can't, we can't do this to the grandkids.
1: No, we have to stay together if, for if, the sake of the grandkids. If only people thought about that. The kids, kids, we gotta. It's gonna ruin everything for them. Our kids might get shot if we get divorced. Right. So it's it's something not everybody considers. Or sometimes, once the dad is dead, the kids may lose the will to live. Like in the case of Erica Garner who died, you know people say she died of, of this asthma related heart uh, she uh, died uh, of a broken heart broken heart and then her heart has been broken repeatedly yeah uh, not just by the you know the police who murdered her dad yeah in cold blood yes they murdered him for selling cigarettes too I mean they just came out there they said, something oh something that cigarettes? they
0: wanted him to do
1: I think they were waiting for him to make a something
0: discount. that society, has made a virtue of, something that the government makes money
1: off of. They do it, and they make a lot of money, taxing it another $3 it. a pack now. Yeah.
0: By the way, did you did you know that supposedly when he died, he wasn't selling cigarettes at the time. In fact, he had just broken up a fight.
1: Oh, so I I remember there being some talk of that in the beginning, he but they kind of dropped peacemaker. all that. He was a Yeah, they dropped that story early on, though, that narrative, that part of it. I think that they decided to settle for... Oh,
0: so he deserved to die. That's what you think.
1: Well, who deserves to die, really? But everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah, I know. It's not about deserve.
0: It's about fulfilling your debt.
1: We all got it coming, kid. Uh, Out of uh, respect to Erica, this is the tweet from the official Erica Garner... Website And I don't know who's tweeting on her behalf. Now, this comes... It's like her boyfriend. Just after her... Oh, her boyfriend. Or some guy. Uh, Out of respect to Erica, please do not request comment if the journalist is not black. Black being capitalized as well. Now, uh, that got a number of likes. uh, 11,300, it looks like. Okay. A lot of retweets. It was very widely responded to, as you might imagine. Now, Eugene Scott... Are you, are you aware of who Eugene Scott is? His
0: name's familiar.
1: He is, uh, as, I, as I read it now, he's a D.C. native, political reporter. Black guy? Uh, yes, at The Fix and Washington Post and Time Magazine. Uh, Go heels. So that leads me to believe he's from North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Or he's like um, an alumnus of uh, or like a foot fetishist. It could be. Could be. So he says uh, non-black journalists complaining about how it is unfair that the Garners want to share their story with black journalists should ask the black person in their newsroom to ask for comment unless their newsroom doesn't have a black journalist dot dot dot. Mm. which uh, it's a searing indictment. I'd say. On the the journalism community for not being inclusive enough. Uh, It's also uh, a little inaccurate that the Garners want to share their journey, their story with black journalists. That's not exactly what she said in the tweet. They want to share their story only exclusively with black journalists. Right, right. There is a difference there. It it does soften it, though, so I understand why he says Mm -hmm. it that way. And, and he's a writer, you know, and he's a journalist, so yeah. that's the way they write. It also says, it's not that complicated. When I covered crime, on more than one occasion, a woman experiencing trauma told me she'd rather talk to a reporter who was a woman. She had that right, and I respected and honored that. Yeah. I, I don't see any holes in that. Mm. It's the exact same thing. Right. A, a traumatized woman who was just attacked, possibly by a most likely by a man, right. would rather speak to a woman than, a, you know, a, a man. And that's the exact same thing as as, a, as, as demanding, yes, right. same race uh, journalists uh, to the exclusion of all other races. Well, you know what?
0: I mean, I don't know how you feel about this. Personally, it doesn't bother me at all.
1: Well, it doesn't bother me either.
0: I mean, I think it's. I think she's actually. Um, I was just
1: pointing out the the. Uh, There's some the, inconsistencies. The fact, the, the fact that he has a perfect analogy. Oh, right. Uh, he also uh, so I responded to that. I said, oh, "Let we'll me hmm. jump into this because that's what I do." Uh, he, by the way, got 926 likes, 171 retweets. Uh, I said, uh, "Did any white victim of a crime experiencing trauma ever ask to ever ask to speak to a reporter who was white?" And I further asked him, "Would you also respect and honor that request?" And then I added, "I'm not bothered by the family's request for f- by the family's request for what it's worth." Uh, And I said, it is in no way surprising. Uh, That tweet got one like. (laughs) From whom? Oh, I didn't even check. Let me see. It may have been me. It was David Owen, who uh, is a musician, a skeptic, a science lover. Okay. Uh, So, hey, he's, you know.
0: Did you get a response to your tweet?
1: I did. Eugene Scott, surprisingly, surprisingly responded immediately. He said, no, I wouldn't be offended. Not that the hypothetical you're presenting is historically analogous at all to what we're discussing. It isn't. And then he said, but I am perfectly fine with grieving families not wanting to tell me their story for any reason.
0: It is kind of historically analogous because, in fact, uh, if you look at interracial violence, like inter... there's far more black on white violence than there is white on black
1: violence. Well, that's a fact. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. Just spe- you know, speaking factually, speaking about statistics. Yeah, I suppose that's true by a lot. Yeah. So, so say I was a, I was experiencing trauma or a, a victim of crime was a victim, say of a of a black uh, individual, uh, or or felt that they were, and <laughs> they they had reported this crime. Uh, that you're saying that is. Uh, well, I mean, what, it, what does he mean by historically analogous? I don't know. I think that he must mean there's a whole history here you're not taking into account. Context is the word.
0: Right. And there's also a whole history of black on white interracial violence that he's not taking into
1: account, mm-hmm. uh, which is
0: largely unacknowledged.
1: So uh, <laughs> it is largely unacknowledged. Uh, but I am perfectly fine. He said, like I said, with grieving families, not wanting to tell me their story for any reason. And so clearly I'm trolling. So I said, yeah, me too. Uh, generally speaking, grieving families are kind of a drag. And then I said, do you think they'll make an exception for Sean King? Sean King being, <laughs> if you're not aware, a journalist who is white. but oh, he, he, he looks white. He's he, he's white. He's, he has white parents, and, and he's white. And he's convinced that he's black.
0: Talcom X. <laughs>
1: he's been called Talcom X. He says, I don't know their relationship with He actually responded to this. I, I don't know their relationship with him. But they have uh, had their family story repeatedly misrepresented over the past three years. Mm. And he said they are probably looking for someone who they believe won't continue to do that. Well, that tweet link at five likes. Oh, People not interested in our little conversation. So I responded one more time. Great. Because I agree that it has been misrepresented quite a bit. So I'll say. And I said, that is true. The story of Eric, Eric Garner has been widely misrepresented by the press as was the story of Michael Brown, in order to fit a narrative which serves a larger agenda. And then I said, if a blacks-only policy for those seeking comment on Erica's death is the solution, I'm all for it. Yeah. That we got zero likes.
0: Oh, well. What about this idea that, like... Because you also hear a lot lately, like, there aren't enough... The reason why, like, maybe there's an achievement gap in the schools is because there's not enough black teachers. Oh, yeah. Specifically, there's not enough black male teachers, so we need more... Only black male teachers can teach young black men. Hmm. Only black reporters can report the black story. Oh, I see. Uh, Black people need to be more represented in movies, TV, etc., etc. This must be... Black politicians need to be there to represent uh, the black community.
1: Historically, what I wasn't taking into account. See,
0: here's the problem. If, you know, like say... right, One thing that people get upset now is, uh, like African Americans comprise only about what? Eight percent of professional baseball players now, or less. Is that a fact? Well,
1: yeah. A lot of Dominicans. There's a uh, lot of
0: Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Colombians, Venezuelans. Even some Japanese. Some Japanese. But in terms of African-Americans, there's... Yes, I am. I just had to... um, uh, Eric Tate. Um, uh, There's not as many African-Americans playing baseball as perhaps there used to be. So this is seen as like a, a crisis. Oh, um, so there's this whole thing. We need to get more like why are and black like what are the racist reasons why black people are not going into baseball? Hmm. Now here's the problem. I mean, if you look at basketball, football, there black people are well represented in those sports.
1: Well represented, perhaps overrepresented. Possible, but
0: see, here's the thing. The law of averages says you can't be overrepresented in everything.
1: Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah,
0: you have to, you know, you have to be, rep- you know, fair. If you're going to be overrepresented in some things, well, then presumably you're going to be underrepresented in
1: others. Sure, I mean, you know, uh, baseball is uh, a difficult sport, and uh, it requires, I think, a lot more of your attention than people seem to. Look at, look at uh, you know, a guy like um, Michael Jordan. You know, he dominates the NBA, and yet, you know... He, I he wasn't a great baseball player. Fair to say he was not great. But that's fine. Um, he couldn't dominate in, in both. Right. So,
0: you know, I guess what I'm getting at is maybe the only way to make sure that there's adequate representation is To, to cap the number and the other... No, to have total segregation.
1: yeah oh. That way, well, that's a thought. One
0: hundred percent of all functions would be filled by blacks. Yes, there would be perfect representation.
1: Well, and then by extension, you know, that could work in in other facets of life. I suppose, with professional life. If if uh, if they're underrepresented, say in uh, you know, as car dealers, they don't own, they don't own a lot of car dealerships. Yeah. You know, say, so, well, hey, well. Uh, you buy your own car dealership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you'll yeah. have one. Well, give them... I mean, basically,
0: this is going back to the whole... Um, Just level the playing field. Sure, sure, sure. Separate but equal. I mean, I guess that's... Isn't that what they're looking for? Well,
1: n- no. <laughs> I, I, I guess not. <laughs> I think they want equality, with, but separateness is... is That comes later. That comes after they've... Uh, you know, the, the separation part... Is, is in the university level now. It's it's very much like the thing you mentioned before that was in the university, and and then it found its way down the term bodies, you said, you know, yeah. black bodies. Well, it's still in the university phase now. They're workshopping it. They're figuring out how do we reimpose some form of segregation. I And I don't know why exactly, but they, uh, you know, like, for instance, they want to have a, a day, a black day on campus, you know, yeah. and, and, and there was one guy who... I think lost his career basically over that because uh, it was a professor. I Pre- don't remember right name. Was that his name. Weinstein. Was that who it was? Yeah. He said, I'm not into this idea of, of uh, segregation. Well,
0: what it was was every day they would have a, um, every year Evergreen State College would have a, uh, a day when blacks would leave campus and go have like a retreat or whatever. Uh. And then this year they were like, you know what? Why do we have to leave campus? This is our campus. We are going to stay, and we want all the white people to leave campus. Oh, yeah, that's a huge shift, isn't it? Yeah, and so Weinstein, who's like, as far as I can tell, some kind of liberal, was like, "Nah, I'm not leaving camp. I mean, if you want to go and have a retreat, that's fine. I'm. It's not like I'm going to go and demand to be part of your retreat, right? But the idea that like white people have to stay home so you can have
1: like a special day—that's ridiculous. Imagine being the only white guy on an all-black retreat. How much cooler would you be when you came back? Ask Sean King. The things you would learn, the things that you would uh, internalize, you know, in in, in just a retreat. I don't know how long a retreat is.
0: Well, like if you went in disguise or if you just went as
1: the white person? Well, that would be optional. I I think a disguise would be best, probably. Not necessarily a black person disguise, but maybe wear a policeman's uniform. Like you're there as security, exactly, yes, yes, or or yeah, I'm, I'm I don't a know cook if, or something. I
0: kind of feel that then you wouldn't get, oh, as a cook. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they demand like only black cooks at their um
1: at their all black retreats, Yeah, I would hope so. or maybe they have uh, some sort of uh, you know, white slavery. You know, Cosby demanded a black cook uh, when he it was in his writer. That when he was that when he appeared, he wanted black people to prepare and bring him his food, mm. and he wanted like meatloaf. He he had like really specific.
0: Did he want um, black tasters to make sure he wasn't poisoned? No,
1: white tasters. White <laughs> tasters to... <laughs> to make sure he wasn't roofing. It's
0: interesting. He didn't ask for um, black women to rape.
1: Yeah, specifically in the writer. Well, he
0: mostly. It seems like all of his victims were white
1: women. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I see what you mean now. Yeah, that's weird. He didn't... Uh
0: I want black cooks, black security. I want um, a black person in the green room to do my makeup. I want a black dresser. And I want white women to come after the show to be poisoned by
1: me and raped. When it comes to rape... <laughs> well, wait, were they, though? Were they, I think that Almost he, all of them. There, the one who he's being legally prosecuted for was black, though. That may be. At Temple University. But
0: by and large, they were, um, at least the women who said that they, who,
1: you know, accused him, they were mostly white. I did see that there was a lot of white women on the cover of that magazine. Uh, Yeah, it's, in fact, the crowd of women, now that you mention it, if that was a crowd of women who were Oscar winners, there'd be like, why not more diversity? Yeah. You know, you don't hear, you hear Cosby slammed about a lot of things. But the in, the non-inclusive nature of his rape victims is not something that they've harped on. No. Huh. Interesting. Well, here's what I hope about Erica Garner, okay? Now, she's, obviously this has happened. I just, for the sake of everything that's good and holy in this world, let's just hope that at this point she'll finally let it go. Mm. That she will just let it go. We know injustice and everything. But you know what? You've done your part you have uh, do you turned, think even
0: in um even in her eternal rest she will keep fighting
1: well you know you might say well i guess god just needed a rabble rouser and race baiter in heaven <laughs> or you could say well she's posting the addresses of cops in hell now did she do that she did very early on it was one of her earliest acts of revolution uh, just after this was days after uh officers Lou and officers Ramos were shot and killed yeah uh in revenge partially for Eric garner out of, out of revenge uh, right. for his uh non for the non-prosecution non-indictment of, the non-indictment of, of uh Dan uh, Pantaleo uh, a guy came up from Baltimore because uh there's not enough murderers here in New York anymore yeah we got to sort of outsource because Baltimore well Baltimore has
0: got, Baltimore has such a surfeit. they have so there's a surplus I mean he probably couldn't find anyone to murder the victim everyone yeah, was dead
1: Murder to victim is like 3 to 1 I think murderer to victim yeah and so uh, it's like the women here in New York they have a very hard time you know we reported right. on that last week uh, when we were talking about the Maltese who the woman married the guy after he fucked a dog her dog right. that's how desperate the women here are yeah i mean it's it's bad and so they you know, they got to make certain concessions, you know yeah, well, you know but
0: it's like sex in the
1: city With murderers now. Uh, yeah, we have to get. so he came up from Baltimore and did that days later she she uh, posted a link to their addresses. A, a lawyer later claimed that uh, was that she didn't know that there was a li- that the link went to their names and addresses.
0: Wait, to, to Lou and Ramos?
1: Uh, no, no, not to the murdered ones, but to the cops, the other cops who, besides Dan Pantaleo, oh. were involved. Oh, okay. Who were there when, when uh, Eric Garner was, was murdered right. in cold blood. You know, the supervisor there was a black woman. I didn't see her on the video, though. No. She wasn't on the video. I, I, I suppose she didn't get in the middle of all that because, you know, what they were doing was, uh, you know, the law and everything. So, the, she, I guess, in a way, if it falls to anybody... Uh, You would think it would fall to her, you know, to be indicted. And I think that uh, most likely that's what in in the forgotten borough, Staten Island, where this was litigated. The grand jury must have concluded, well, we don't want to see her go down. Right. So this was all to save a black woman, really. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I want to say this, too, by the way. Uh, Erica Garner did march. I sort of implied that she didn't, but every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m., she'd take the Staten Island Ferry to Manhattan, and wait about an hour for joiners. You know, like probably, you know, for people who would join her, other people whose fathers were obese but fragile, asthmatic, <laughs> chronic reoffenders, whose response to police officers trying to arrest him for the 31st time since 1980 with past charges like assault and grand larceny, uh, who had been uh, very recently arrested for drug possession, driving without a license, false impersonation, as well as, of course, selling Lucy's, a crime. He was committing right then, while out on bail on the other charges, uh, even after the officer spent well over 10 minutes de-escalating, explaining why, trying to reason with him, and then cajoling him, uh, pretty pleased with sugar on top. Come along, sir. They haven't given him plenty of space and time, by the way, to cool down and make a better decision. With Garner having countless opportunities to change his mind as they pleaded with him to cooperate, uh, You know, during what the video shows is an exceedingly slow developing situation. His response to all that was to refuse to comply, all the while trying to back down the cops, refuse to be taken into custody, yell at the officers, repeatedly assert that he didn't do shit, and even challenge their ability to arrest him at one point. This ends today. And as he remained belligerent and a crowd gathered, unfortunately, police finally had no choice but to, to do it Eric Garner's way. And and move in and take him into custody without his permission, and, and that was done at Eric Garner's insistence <laughs> of a guy who had been reported uh, to the police by the owner. Like I said, so uh, so the, these would be the people would join or other guys with fathers like this.
0: Oh yeah, were they were they asking him just to leave?
1: No, no, they wanted to come along, come along. We're arresting you. Oh, oh okay, okay. For this crime, right? Yeah. So they were trying to take him in, and he didn't want to be taken in. They had to do it. Uh, they had to do it. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Like, oh, fuck these guys. You know, if you're a cop, you have to do that. Yeah. That's your job. You can't walk away. Right. I mean, well, he. I can see why he didn't want to go to jail. Sure, he's out on bail. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Be annoying. He might finally do some time. Probably not, but he might. Well, anyway, they march. Uh, they, what they used to do when Erica would meet up and, and they would do these marches, they'd march from the ferry to, and this is a quote out of that NBC.com article. They marched from the ferry to the Supreme Court and from the Supreme Court back to the one hundred and twenty sixth precinct, and then she, and then the quote from Erica. Then I walk uh, the back street down Bay Street to the actual spot where my father was murdered. She says she did this twice a week. Twice a week. Now the whole the whole march. First of all, I don't think there is a 126th Precinct. I think it's a... I, I think she must be referring to the... I believe it's the 120th or the 106th. I looked it up, and it's a different number, but it's in Staten Island, and it's okay. near it's near Bay Street. Okay. Uh, and you can't walk there, by the way. So, like, you have to take the ferry back down. So they they don't march to the 126th Precinct. No, but they, you know, they, they march to the ferry, take the ferry. Yeah, and so uh, from the ferry to the Supreme Court... Is about a mile, and then from the Supreme Court back, obviously would be a mile. Another but mile, that, but they but don't it's say. Downhill. But it's they don't. Do, but she didn't. <laughs> they not They don't mention marching that. Right. Because they marched then to the 126 precinct. So if it is a mile, it's another mile back, and then it's a half mile. It's about 0.6 of a mile. So sixty percent of a mile. So really, she's you know a couple miles a week. Yeah. Uh, is it Four miles But you a get a break.
0: You get to, like, sit on the ferry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all I want. Unless I mean, she's I... like,
0: marches in place on the ferry. <laughs> <That's>...
1: <laughs> 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 oh, I really doubt that. She had said in an interview this month, uh, or last month, with Benjamin Dixon, uh, the host of a progressive podcast and YouTube show. That's actually my alter ego. Oh. I do a very... <laughs> A woke show. That would be
0: so cool if it turned out that that was the
1: way it worked. Uh, uh, Ms. Garner described the frustrations and physical toll of her activism's, activism. She says, uh, I'm struggling right now with the stress and everything. She said, this thing, it beats you down. The system beats you down to where you can't win. By the way, the city paid the Garner family $5.9 million. That's
0: pretty good. Did she get
1: any of it? Uh, yeah, I would assume. I mean, maybe the system she's talking about is the, her parent, her mom.
0: <laughs> Wasn't there a big fight going on between, like, I don't know, his wife or his daughter and well, his step-parents about who gets the money from the T-shirts?
1: Oh, I, that I don't know. But I know that as far as the, uh, he had another- Oh, no, guy. that was the Michael
0: Brown family. I'm sorry. Excuse right, me. The T-shirt
1: money. Who gets the merch? Uh, Ms. Garner had an eight-year-old daughter and a four-month-old son which who was named Eric Hmm. Well, it just says named after the father. Erica took the truth with her everywhere she went, even if that truth made people uncomfortable. This is what uh, D. Ray McKesson says.
0: Oh, D. Ray. Yeah. He's great.
1: Is he a comic? I knew a comic named D. Ray.
0: I don't think he is. I mean, he's pretty funny.
1: He recalled her willingness to confront President Barack Obama demand that he take a stand against racially charged policing tactics. I, why, if, if you don't think President Barack Obama took a stand against racially charged policing tactics, you've slept through a couple of key speeches. Yeah, right. Jesus.
0: Like, especially like the funeral for those five cops
1: yeah. in Dallas. Even that. But well before that. Sure. When he's like, oh, uh, well, some people feel not being treated fairly. Until everyone feels like they're being treated fairly, you know, and he's he's fucking banging on the fucking uh, yeah podium and everything, and yeah, yeah. He he went all fucking he went all out. She said, "Even with my own heartbreak, when I demand justice, it's never just for Eric Garner." This is a, she wrote this in the Washington Post in 2016. She says it's for my daughter. It's for the next generation of African Americans. Well, that seems to me like a quite inflated sense of importance. I'm sorry. I don't think she was that important. I mean, this whole thing has been a combination of, uh, you know, Barack Obama's uh, sort of rhetoric, Michael Brown and uh, Eric Garner, and them not being uh, properly prosecuted in their minds, but they were. I mean, like factually, they were. I mean, the, yeah. the 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 hands up, don't shoot narrative has been shot down. I'm saying it's not like I'm, I'm making this up. It just is true. Right. The guy was uh
0: by the Obama Justice
1: Department. Oh yeah, it was looked into by Holder and, and and a whole team, and they looked at it as hard as they possibly could, and the best they could do was go, well, you know what? Send some people in there to say that they're racist and, and they too many speeding tickets for yeah, price. shit like that. So look, if if Eric if Eric Holder rather couldn't find. Any, any wrongdoing there. There's not any. Right. That's in the Brown case. And in this, this was looked at by a grand jury. It was litigated. They had a federal team come in and look at it. They were going to come back and with no, recommend no indictment as well. And Loretta Lynch, I think it was, or was Loretta Lynch was the a- AG yeah. at the time. She says, "Uh, no, she took the guys off that because she had signed new people rather than come back with right. no. So they they've been trying to make a federal case out of that. That's not happening. I don't know, I mean, what else can be done? I don't know. They've looked into it pretty deeply, and it turns out that uh
0: well, they haven't fired Pantaleo yet, right well, I don't think they will well that's that's another thing that they have to do
1: well, they have to <laughs> oh oh i see okay yeah that that would uh I don't think that that would appease anybody i think that I think that the need to not be appeased is greater than their need to have uh, Dan Pantaleo not uh not employed by the police department mm. I mean, I don't mean to sound Cynical But, you know, it's 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 very much like Al Sharpton You know, I mean, his business is disunity yeah. He's in the racial What is what is the term that Tlaib Starks Uses on Safe Space? The, uh, uh, the racial aggrievement sure. Industry is what he calls it uh, Well, enough about Erica Garner God, hey, may she rest in peace Yeah uh, Well deserved Yes Hey, it's Pat Dixon. Hey, you ever notice how this podcast, New York City Crime Report, never has any ads? You know why? Because I think it shits up a show. So if you want to make up for what the ads don't bring in, go to patreon.com slash patdixonnyc and throw me $3 a month. Three. Three bucks. Five bucks even. A little bit. But it really goes a long way. Make this show go on ad-free. And I appreciate it. Thanks. Well, crime's at the lowest number it has been since the 1950s, when Eisenhower was president and when Elvis Presley was topping the charts. Yeah. On top of that, the jail population also hit a 35-year low, which makes sense since the crime's down. Crime's down you, arrest, down. you arrest fewer people, you got fewer people in jail, you know? You yeah, know? let's... It'd be weird if the jail population went up, in fact. That's true. Uh, less than 300 murders in 2017 from a peak of 2,245. 2,245 in 1990. I, I, they really don't need to measure it against that anymore, though, as far as I'm concerned. you know Why are you going against the absolute? I mean, because it, it's gone down every year for 27 yeah. years. Every single year. Uh, and shootings have also fallen to levels that, yeah. that, they, that they haven't been in quite mm-hmm. a long time. Now, the decline's taking place every year. Like I said, even Dinkins... Can claim some credit, according to the New York Post. Well, they like, yeah, of course. Okay. We give the credit to the uh, NYPD. He deserves no,
0: no. Dinkins deserves all the credit because that's when it started. He pushed it down.
1: He oh, right. Started it.
0: It was going up and up and up, and then he said enough, and he pushed it back down the hill, and it's just been falling ever since. It just snowballed, <laughs> and it's all Dinkins' credit. That, he gets all the credit.
1: That, that does make sense. He that he would do that. He'd be the guy. Is it's very similar to the economy right now? You know, I mean, that's not the current president; it's the previous president. We always. Give credit to the past administration right, right. and blame as well. Well, so uh here's something that I, first of all, credit to the NYPD. Because no matter what you do to stop them, they're still arresting people. Yeah. They're still doing their jobs. They are. It's very difficult to police now. Uh, the Ferguson effect also, you know, just being able to, uh, they want them to hand out these like uh notices now when they stop somebody. And, business and cards. Them. Yeah, business, business cards. Not which, just when they frisk them. If you have any interaction. And you have to tell them, you don't have to do this. Yeah. You're required to say, you don't have to talk to me right now. This is all voluntary. They're right. Fuck you and walk off, you know. Yep. It's, it's almost as if they don't have any idea who they're really dealing with on the street. Yeah. And the kind of attitude the cops might get. However, this is what they're supposed to do now. Yep. I predict a lot fewer interactions between the police I predict and the a lot community. Of, I
0: predict a lot of business cards littering the sidewalks.
1: Oh, I don't think that anybody is going to throw that card away. No, I not? think they're going to keep it just in case. It also directs them basically to file a complaint. Mm. So they need that information to file a complaint that somebody even stopped and spoke to them. You may have a point. And it's, uh, it shows them how to go to the uh, citizen's, uh, what do they call it? Right. The
0: citizen's, uh, uh, citizen complaint review board. Yes. They should give out a thing saying like, do you want $5,000? Check here. Why not? Yeah. Because you'll file a complaint and yeah. then you know threaten to sue, and the city will be like, "All right, all right, here's five thousand
1: dollars." So really, this is this is in the city's best interest, is what they always say. So we're yeah. giving a pre-settlement in order to you know stave off the actual settlement, which could be eight grand. Yeah. By worst of all, fighting it in court, which you could get a guilty verdict. No, yeah, you don't want to bother with that. Or, or yeah, so the, uh, I actually, someone tweeted this. Yes. They always say that there's no way to hide the bodies you know? Right. Now, there's there's one officer, before I get into that, of course, you know, de Blasio's taken all the credit. Uh, there's an NYPD probe now. Uh, some cop claims that, there, uh, that the NYPD, some uh, of the commanders, the precinct commanders, are fudging crime stats. They say they are not, he says they're not legit. A veteran captain alleges that the NYPD commanders, some of them are holding down crime statistics by misclassifying felonies. And when NYPD brass are now investigating these claims over the past two years, Captain Mirage of Fusinage has gathered 158 cases from multiple commands that he contends show a pattern of downgrading some felony level crimes to misdemeanors. These are thefts and assaults. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not murders and rapes.
0: Right. No, absolutely. I think that that definitely happens.
1: Oh, OK, it, it, these his particular claims are unverified uh, and, and also the Daily News, which attempted to independently verify them, couldn't. However, a certain amount of it is standard procedure, probably in every large city. Crime stats are important. Uh, The FBI conducts an annual study of crime rates and occurrences, uh, and uh, their goal is to create uniformity among state statutes by comparing crime statistics all over the country, and that study is called the Crime Index. And according to LegalMatch.com, many state criminal laws and policies are directly influenced by the Federal Crime Index. Many jurisdictions gauge the seriousness of a crime based on how it's listed each year in the Crime Index. And in turn, then this is from LegalMatch.com, this can affect various other aspects of that crime, including sentencing options, parole and probation offenses, and details regarding repeat offenders. Uh, Now, here's something interesting. The crime index can affect definitions for wobbler offenses, which I wasn't aware of. And what these are, they can be prosecuted as a misdemeanor or a felony. Uh, In a criminal law setting, it's not a term, it's not a legal term, but it means uh, exactly that. They're said to wobble between... Uh, misdemeanor and felony. Okay, so whether a wobbler results in in you know felony or, or misdemeanor charge depends on the circumstances surrounding incident of the crime. Well, we all so that's exactly what what happens, as far as I know, that they just say, well, this could be this, it could be that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know they're always going to be trying to to charge it for less. You know they don't want to th- that the fullest extent of the law all the time. No, uh, because you know the, the courts are crowded, and they're trying to keep the numbers down. Yeah. So, uh, here are the ones, here are some wobblers, assault and battery. We don't have battery in New York State, but uh, assault. And some DUI charges, they can be a felony if they result in death or or, uh, serious harm. Theft or receiving stolen property. Mm -hmm. And burglary. Right. So, you know, and then they they calculate a crime rate based on that. So, uh, we have, by the way, not a very high crime rate here. No, 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 we don't. Uh, allegedly, but maybe we do. Maybe these in because those are in the, the index crimes are the serious ones. There's, yeah. It's like seven or eight. Depends on seven I think. Yeah. The the one that they added was uh see these are these are the, the index crimes. Robbery, aggravated assault, burglary, larceny. And racism. And <laughs> yes. homophobia, uh motor vehicle theft, and of course murder. And then they added uh Non intentional suicide, uh, homicide, or something like that, which I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, rape is obviously, you know, pretty that's a serious crime. That's a big one. Because it, it, it covers so much behavior now, so much more than it used to. These are all li- uh, listed uh, types of rape statutory rape, that's any form of penetration or oral sex with an underage, but willing or very willing participant. Persistence rape. Any form of penetration or oral sex, which occurs as a result of repeated direct requests or physical attempts to make sexual contact with any individual, regardless of relationship, including cohabitating individuals, as well as those bound by marital contract. There's regret rape. That's any form of consensual penetration or oral sex, after which a victim, at any time and for any reason, retroactively withdraws consent, at which time a rape has occurred. Uh, Financially coercive rape. That's any form of. Hold on a second. Regret rape. That's not. That's not in That's appealing. a classification for rape. Uh, f- financially coercive rape. Any form of consensual penetration or oral sex by uh, individuals between whom uh, a considerable socioeconomic disparity may uh, be oh, demonstrated, sure. and or uh, could have a could could have been reasonably suspected by a victim. So even if. A, they don't have a lot more money than you, but you think they do. Right. A uh, victimhood is presumed uh, based on what is understood to be an unspoken form of uh, coercive aspect, it says. Okay. Which is existent uh, within broad terms of a commonly agreed social contract with, which dictates sexual gratification must be provided in exchange for A, items of sustenance, i.e. adequate food, money, mm-hmm. wine, uh, or B, items of value, i.e. cash, fine dining establishments, motel or hotel accommodations, trips, gifts, and like, uh, when it could be demonstrated that, A, obtaining said items of sustenance or value for the purpose of survival, or greater comfort is a primary or secondary motivating factor contributing to the incidence of sexual contact. And, B, the victim is cognizant of said terms of, of social contract and had reason to believe her means of survival could potentially be withheld within this uh, coercive power dynamic. So you see how that works. Yeah. There's only one more. Sure. Uh, Extramarital rape. That's any form of penetration or oral sex initiated, received, or otherwise permitted to occur in violation of a marital contract by which the individual is bound, regardless of any form of mutual consent and unconditional of full or partial disclosure. Incidents of extramarital rape... Are recognized and may be prosecuted as multiple violations against two or more separate victims who, though situationally distinct, are considered equally aggrieved under the statute. Meaning, if you cheat on your wife, you've raped her, according to the law. This is. What law is this? This is just something I'm speculating. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about all the dry reading. No, no, it's great. Here's something great. interesting. GirlsHealth.gov. Now, this is uh, actually under GirlsHealth.gov. It defines rape under a section titled, What is Rape? And Date Rape. Oh, oh, oh It says, okay. Rape is sex. This is a quote. Rape is sex you don't agree to, including forcing a body part or object into your vagina, rectum, and then parenthetically, it says bottom mm. or mouth. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny that they're describing rape to somebody who doesn't know what a rectum is. Well, so, I'm not going to go through all this guy's examples. Good. Because, uh, god damn, it's a lengthy article. And, I, 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 like I said, everybody does this shit. For the most part, it's not really, not really a big deal. What, rape? No, rape is a big deal. Uh, I don't think that they're downcharging rape. If anything... I think they're prosecuting more of those now. Probably. Gropes, groping on the subway. Groping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. You have any stories? I do have one.
0: Do you want to hear it? No. Okay. I was just... Oh, just asking. (laughs) Um, No, this is interesting. A a man tried to kill himself inside the Queen's Center Mall. A man tried to kill himself by jumping from the top floor of the Queen's Center Mall on Monday night, police said. Mm. The 45-year-old man jumped shortly before 8 p.m. inside the Queens Boulevard Shopping Center in Elmhurst. Yeah, they're about to close. Uh, Medics took him to Elmhurst Hospital Center in critical condition. Um, This is interesting. In February 2013, a 28-year-old man jumped to his death from a third-floor ledge, landing in front of several shoppers and a Baby Gap store. Uh, Yes, I recall that. And in April 2009, 55-year-old Mary Lovelace jumped 60 feet to her death, landing on a teenager sitting in a dollar-bill-operated massage
1: chair. (laughs) The
0: teen survived.
1: (laughs) Wow, that ruined the whole massage. Probably. I hope he sued for one dollar. The magic fingers he's trying to get. Yeah, a body landing on.
0: Imagine her. lying there, just trying
1: to relax. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> boom! Here comes a fifty-five-year-old. body? And she's upset about her life and everything. All that negativity crashing into you from a. I mean, 60 honestly, feet above. Now, did it kill her?
0: Yes, I think she died. It fell to her death. Uh, the few times I've been in the Queen Center Mall, I um, I considered leaping to my death.
1: Yes, it will do that to you, huh? It's, Malls in it's general. quite a place.
0: Malls in general, but that mall in particular. I
1: see. Well, I've never been there, but I, I'll take your word for it. I, I the death mall, you know. the Kind uh, of. Uh, now, did all the... Did the I, I, sorry, I didn't catch the detail, but they did They these other jumpers were in the same mall? Yeah. This, you know, they have bridges that are the most known for jumping off of. You right. know, the Golden Gate Bridge is number right. one. George Washington Bridge. Locally, the GWB. So, a jumper mall, you know, might be it. Might be interesting to see which of the malls that have the most. most. I would have to say this one probably does in Elmhurst. Well,
0: a mall needs an atrium in order to facilitate this kind
1: of thing. That sounds like a folk song. (laughs) A mall needs an atrium to facilitate. You couldn't really do
0: this at the Mall of Manhattan on Herald Square because there's no atrium.
1: I see. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, unless you were jumping from like I don't know, like just the counter of an Orange Julius or something, (laughs) just taking a (laughs) swan dive. (laughs) That's a ballsy way to do it. I mean, you were like to jump from like three feet, yeah, and be like, Like, I'm I'm
0: gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm yeah.
1: It's like drowning in a bucket of water. Right, I'm
0: going head first.
1: You gotta wanna die. You right. gotta be you. gotta be like the guy who killed himself, rather than go back and face justice under Kim Jong Un. Sure. Imagine in some Chinese cell.
0: Imagine doing it um, onto someone, from three feet high. Like you get and stand on top of the orange Julius counter, uh, and, and just jump on the next customer just head first. And yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. you know, the the penalty for suicide is pretty stiff. Uh, what is it? Life imprisonment. Where? And then the suicide, that's for for suicide, life imprisonment. Okay. And then, the, the of course, the penalty for attempted suicide. We all know death. Death. Yeah. Um, uh, now, a man has been charged in violent Brooklyn. A man is in custody for co- in connection with the death of his wife, 22-year-old Tony Wells. She was found strangled to death at the bottom of a staircase with brushing. Uh, boy, I'm not reading this well. In violent Brooklyn, a man is in custody in connection with the death of his wife. 22-year-old Tony Wells was found strangled to death at the bottom of a staircase with bruising around her neck inside their Crown Heights home. Neighbors called police after hearing the woman screaming two-year-old. Her husband, 29-year-old Barry Wells, was not in the home. He was taken into custody Wednesday, but was not formally formally charged with her murder. Oh. So at the time of his uh, wife's death, he was out on bail. Um, with uh, He had a February 8th court date, or excuse me, February 6th court date, if you're going to show up, uh, on an unrelated charge, which dated back to like September 20th, so like three months ago, a little over three months ago. He was arrested for choking his wife uh, after dragging her down a stairwell and uh, choking her inside a closet until she lost consciousness. Huh. But that, like I said... On a, Unrelated, but he was charged with felony strangulation in the second degree. Uh, his bail was set at five thousand, and a temporary order of protection was issued against him. Something he might not be aware of. He probably is if he's spoken to a lawyer. But while this order of protection is in, in effect, he's not supposed to be strangling his wife, like at, at all. At all, yeah. Let alone to death. Right. Uh, and an order of protection it could be good for ten days, thirty days, six months. We don't know how long. Maybe it had expired. I don't know. I hope it had, you know, for his sake. Yeah. Because uh, he'll be in trouble. Yeah. It's not going to look especially good when he goes back to court in February. If they can connect him uh, to the death of this woman, his wife, and they end up charging him with murder, he'll be looking at not only dealing with that, but by violating that order of protection. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, that could add like they're going to use that against him. It could add like
0: a contempt order
1: to his, um, his life in prison. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's no joke, you know, those orders of protection are serious, uh, and uh, they do expire, though, and then you're back to normal. Also, NYPD officers uh, were suspended over this, two of them from the 77th Precinct. They showed up on a on a call, uh, like a wellness check, I guess. Uh, was it a uh, wellness
0: check, or, or did, were they called because someone
1: had uh, called in a complaint that, that there was screaming? Well, I, technically, it might not have been a wellness check. But I don't think it was about the screaming yet uh, because, uh, see, the, the, the victim's sister called 911 to report that Wells had scared, that Wells was scared of her husband because he was oh. acting funny. Oh. And so they just pulled up in front of the building uh, and then they drove away. Oh, yeah. Uh, instead of entering their, the home, the, the cops remained in their patrol car and then drove off. They must have spoken to somebody. I don't think they just drove up and looked at the building and left. They may have. That's funny. That's real fucking funny.
0: They might have just come by and been like, hey eh, it looks like
1: everything's all right. I just don't see anything. <laughs> sometimes a domestic... Uh, it's good. Sometimes a domestic uh, squabble does end up kind of pouring outside. You remember this guy who um, made a, a, a video that went... I think it must have gone viral. Maybe it didn't because it was a crime, and they might have forced him to take it down, but he to hear them tell it he paraded her around naked outside and, and she made her take off her towel yeah and that was because she was you know they said it was because she was texting with another man it was because she had a dick pic from another man yeah and it, i bet it was not the dick pic it was probably something she said in response to the dick pic so you don't really get the real information on no. this there's some stuff they just leave out i would like to know whose dick it was maybe this was his best friend's dick Mhm. Maybe she requested the dick pic. Yeah. Maybe she forwarded it to her boyfriend with a taunting message. Maybe, you know, she kind of likes being outside with her clothes off.
0: Well, it doesn't sound like it because they tried, I mean, she pressed charges
1: and stuff, didn't she? Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. That just means that she doesn't like this dude anymore. Oh, right. So what what was the um he he's going to prison, no? A couple of years. Two to, I think he's doing like uh, some like three and a half to seven years or two to seven years. Well, they want to see if he makes anyone parade around the um the cell block news. <laughs> he's just got to stay on good behavior for a while, you know. Stay out of people's phones. You know, my wife and I, Newswear Mandy Stabiller, have an open phone policy. That's smart. Yeah, it's uh, it it sounds to some people you say that, and they, it sounds like a lack of trust. And it isn't. It's an acknowledgement that you know all kinds of shit occurs. Yeah. And why should there be anything in my phone that I can't show to my wife? But does know? she ever look? And there at- There never is.
0: Does she look at your grinder profile?
1: Never. She hasn't found my grinder profile. Yet. Oh, that's thank smart. God. Because if she did,
2: woof, woo,
1: that would be <laughs> difficult to explain. Right. Now I don't. We don't do it all the time. I don't do spot checks or anything like that. Mm. However, if she refers to some messaging she had with somebody. Somebody that I don't trust or find suspicious, she'll generally offer to show me anything that's that's kind of weird anyway. Okay. So like, this will never happen with us. I mean, although I I have to say, she'd be more likely to parade me nude around outside, which would be well looked upon as long as it's not too cold with humor. You know, (laughs) I'd be into it in a way. Like, hey, I mean, in Chelsea there's going to be some some uh, inter- of course there's a lot of construction going on outside yeah i'll be catcalled by oh, those animals of course be like really um, hey sweetie you know it'd be humiliating be and, and hot yeah uh, but when you see her like, take. A, she only takes a few steps. It's not like he like forces her to like you know. Wait, you've march seen the, the video
0: like, of this? Yeah, I it's thought...
1: very sexy. She's a very sexy girl. Oh, I can see why guys would send her dick pics. <laughs> so, um, he made her walk around in the street naked. She, she sort of just goes and does a turnaround, you know. He's holding her towel, and it seems like she's in on it. He's like, "Okay, go now. All right, you know." Now that he's got his video,
0: and and so what was the um what was the lesson that he was supposedly imparting that she's a whore. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So you wanna, you wanna be a whore? No, you show the whole, all of one hundred thirty first Street.
1: Yeah. She's a whore. What
0: don't you looking her. at? You looking look at, at my girl?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> she looked so excited to me. She didn't look mortified at all. She looked quite. Uh, yeah. I was you know, wondering about that. I don't really mean like she's being forced to do it. I think the up uh, maybe she was going to be charged unless he did it. Charged with what? Indecent exposure. They're not gonna
0: charge anybody for that. Why not? Yeah, I guess so.
1: If, I mean if he's if if she's just like, no, nah, it's just something we do, they'd be like, Well then we're taking you in. He's like, no, no, he made well, me. Did do the it. cops see it? He made you right then? No, they must have seen the video.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But
1: what difference does that make? I, I don't know. I don't w I mean, do they have to catch somebody for indecent exposure like no, in no, the in no. the act?
0: But I can't imagine that they'd be like Oh, my God, we saw a video of you two weeks ago. You were naked on the street. We're arresting you.
1: Yeah, we're going to take a little trip over to uh, Chipotle's parking lot. Right. Yes, yeah, so we have a couple of officers very interested in speaking with you in the back of a van. Sure. And then there's nine other officers who are going to come in. That's the update on on her story. You know, she claims, uh, this is the woman who claimed that she was raped by two cops a couple months ago in, in, outside of a Chipotle in a Chipotle parking lot yeah. in a van. She says now that nine cops came in to uh, intimidate her and sort of uh, after she made the report. After yes, exactly, yeah. In order to say, what are you doing? You can't do Wait, this. Come on,
0: you're gonna these, these guys. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ruin their 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 lives, and they've got kids.
1: Yeah, these guys they have got families. They got a pension.
0: These guys they've got they've got loans on their Chris Craft boat.
1: <laughs> they've got you lonely want their, lives. You want to get
0: their boats? seized
1: you know how hard it is to get sex while you're on duty i mean it's difficult you would think it'd be easy
0: yeah come on
1: all the power of the law and a gun behind you and a badge right sex on the, on the job for a cop relatively easy i guess actually mm, well listen this guy who violated the order of protection uh potentially now do you think that like you know uh in in defense of these cops uh, they're suspended without pay by the way Uh, they thought they only had to check the outside of the home they believe the incident occurred outside so they didn't go in that's the deal Uh, so you know I mean uh, there's two sides to every story I kind of get the feeling with the cops that yeah they'll they'll,
0: like with someone like Pantaleo like they'll have your back yeah but then if
1: you kind of fucked up something you're done yeah, mean, they don't—they uh, don't take it lightly. No. Here's a, a woman who was assaulted by a gang of teens.
0: So there you have the story. Wow. So this was a bunch of Trump supporters came and attacked her?
1: Uh, No, it doesn't sound like they were Trump supporters. It sounds as if they were more like uh, just, uh, you know, rowdy teens. Oh, it wasn't like
0: Islamophobia?
1: Uh, No. Well, they did make uh, a comment to the effect of you know, uh, I, I it's like, was this in like Coney Island? Yeah, it might have been, yeah.
0: Was this like some Russian guys or something? They might have been. They might have been drum
1: supporters. Uh, I'm trying to find the story now of her and, uh, what happened since she's not able to <laughs> apparently speak English.
0: Yeah. Oof. But I, I do appreciate the,
1: um, she made an attempt anyway. Yeah. She tried. She's guilty of something. Sorry to be, uh, Yeah, she was attacked by teen girls who called her a terrorist. Oh, okay. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so uh, from the New York Daily News, a crew of hate-filled teenage girls attacked a Muslim woman at a Brooklyn Panera Bread, calling her a terrorist as they punched and spat at her. The original version I read did not include that they were females. Hmm. You cannot really talk about women being females uh, in, in in a polite news story the reason the fact that they're calling it out is basically a hate crime a uh, muslim community activist sawad karama was having coffee with a colleague inside the panera bread looks like it's in downtown brooklyn oh okay actually. Uh, yeah downtown brooklyn when the girls uh, began roughhousing with each other it's about 5:15 so all i did was ask them to be quiet they started attacking me and punching me in my neck or punching me in my back she said Right, so they probably weren't Trump supporters. No, probably not. Uh, people were just standing there watching me being beaten up, and being called a fish and beaver terrorist, or I assume the word is... fish and
0: beavers. Are you sure, what is it like? F dot dot dot. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, Farting. F-
1: it must. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she didn't. That's the part of the story she left out. Is she just yeah. ripped a fucking just a mean, you know, room clearing fart. They were just having their coffee, she said, though. People did not jump in with a gang of teenage girls, huh, punching wonder. her in the back and calling her Farting. a terrorist. They were just having their coffee. Now, the NYPD is investigating the incident as a hate crime. I made sure to report it as a hate crime, Karama51 said. We cannot oh, I'm accept sure she this. Did. A worker at the Panera Bread said on the video that he had never seen the girls before, and the attack was pretty quick. Back to her again, Karama. She said, never in my life have I seen this kind of violence and aggressiveness. Police said Karama. Never? Uh, police, sure. Where are you, you from? You ever seen a You're, McDonald's She's video?
0: from, she's from <laughs> Yemen. <The>
1: fuck <laughs> is she talking anymore? Police said <laughs> Karama's injuries were minor. She was not hospitalized. Her video has been viewed 100,000 times online, according to the New York chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations. So I don't understand.
0: If this happened so quickly, who was
1: videotaping it? And how did it get. Oh wait, no! The, the attack hasn't been viewed under that That video, oh, is not this video, the video of, of her <laughs> crying, <what happened>? yeah. <laughs> of her just
0: complaining, yes, yeah, so of her in, in
1: in Arabic, belly aching about this like very minor. It sounds like incident. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not exactly sure where the hate comes in. Uh, it, none of them said anything. They said F- farting. And terrorists. Oh, they, they oh, said well, terrorist. according to her. Yeah, sounds like a load of shit. Yeah. It's intolerable to see so many New Yorkers do nothing in the face of this sort of hatred. Well, nothing was Farting. happening. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like,
0: you know? maybe if they had her on the ground and they were like stomping on her face or stabbing her or someone. But all right, so don't get involved with these kids. I think
1: that we've all seen that a New Yorker will throw hot soup on somebody for using the wrong uh, words, right? So I think that yeah, and be celebrated, and yeah, exactly, <laughs> as a hero. Well, so yeah, it doesn't sound like much happened there. She, her, her injuries were not serious is a way of saying... uh They probably just said she wasn't hurt at all. A lot of this is... I mean,
0: I don't want to be dismissive. There's no marks on her. But a lot of what they call like Islamophobic hate crimes amount to stuff like that. Like, not a lot
1: happening. And they want to have a lot of them on the books. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Council on American Islamic Relations, which hailed the decision to investigate the attack as a bias crime. That's all they care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't... uh
0: I mean, they need like as much, you know, it's like the ADL or the SPLC. This is their bread and butter getting more and more of these, uh, you know, to promote this idea that there's just this ever increasing but never cresting tide of hate sweeping the country.
1: Yes. Uh, And it's funny because this is this is twice I've seen these incidents that occur to an activist.
0: It's always an activist.
1: Yeah. I mean, that I can easily recollect. The other one was. A guy who got on the Staten Island ferry and his backpack got searched. He was chosen for a search, which, of course, they say, if you have a backpack, it's subject to search. But uh, he got searched. Yeah, I'd say that he must have like been very conspicuous walking past the police. Like, okay. The backpack. Yeah. Backpack. Fuck America. Right. Something. Right. You know. And wait,
0: did he complain that
1: he was? Uh- yes, yes, it was a big deal. Yeah, he was very upset. Very upset. That his backpack was searched for no reason, for no good reason, because he was because uh, he was clearly Muslim, because oh, he was right, Muslim, right? Right. And right. it's the same with with this activist woman. Uh, it does seem like it. Oh, it's uh, really quite a coincidence. It seems to happen
0: to the activists all the time.
1: Yeah, well, they're very active. You know, if uh, what the
0: fuck you know, this whole idea of like activists, it's like a profession
1: now. Well, you know, it's funny because everybody has we people throw around terms like the American dream. Yeah, but. Uh, you know the American dream is different for everyone, and I think Erica Garner was a good example of some people's America American dream, which is to get paid for hating the police. Yeah, some people would love that, and that's the activist job. Sure. So yeah, so it's it being a a, a, a a it's an occupation. I don't know what it pays.
0: You know what my American dream is? What would it be? To deport all illegal aliens who are like seventeen year old like you know high school valedictorians.
1: <laughs> Ann Coulter says those are the most annoying, the yeah. DACA kids. I kind of got a kick out of that when she said that. Di- oh, get rid of the DACA kids first, <laughs> because you know the hard hardworking guys are the ones you know who do, they don't have time for this shit. But it's these DACA kids who you know are like you said, valedictorian or whatever. They're they're yeah. doing whatever in school. They've uh, they're the ones who sure are the most vocal. So. If you didn't wear that hijab, nobody would know that you're a terrorist. Why don't you just kind of not wear it? Tamp that down a little bit. Maybe tap, tamp it down. Melting pot. Okay? Look around no, no, you. No, they don't like that idea. Do a little melting. Uh-uh. It's a great American. We are very inclusive. We don't care what you are so long as you stop being it when you come here. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> Well, be an American. Yeah. Be a fucking American, you know? Right. When you when you come to this country, they should give you, you know, like a like a box set of Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. A pack of gum. Right. A pair of roller skates. And an American flag. Go be an American. Right. Here you are. You're it now. Dig Go. in. And give me that fucking scarf. Yeah. Take that thing off your head. Yeah. Okay. You are fully assimilated. Those are it's it's you know, clearly she doesn't. Uh, she's not speaking English there. I don't know if she Can't. normally well, does. Well, she
0: was able to tell the the teens to uh, pipe down.
1: Well, yeah, but maybe she's. I got somebody. You know, maybe she just yelled right. gibberish at them. Right. Maybe she threatened them. When, when, you know, it's funny how I never quite believe a victim's account of, like, why they got attacked. Well, I yeah. just. I, it's not that I, I disbelieve it completely. I just disbelieve that it's being that it's complete. Uh-huh. Some shit, you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. It, it was probably a little more, um, probably a little more loaded. There, there might have been a little more force behind it. That's my theory. We certainly have uh, talked about a lot of crime here today. I feel like we've done a pretty good job. Well, it's the first show of two thousand eighteen. I. Uh, Boy, it's regrettable to miss a week, you know. And and I didn't think that the holiday lag ever got me, but man, it got me this year. Were people mad? I'm sure that they were uh, impatient. I don't know if they were angry or not. I haven't heard any direct anger about it. Were
0: they like checking the doubt, like checking the the site all the time? Like
1: several people did call a lot of hospitals in New York oh, asking wow, if I was okay. Great. But I have been communicating on the Patreon page, oh, so good. I've been uploading a lot of information. Oh so, good. So those fans, those true fans, know. That I am A-OK. And by the way, I never say, hey, in order to like this show or listen to this show, obviously it's free. Yeah. I mean, because it's worth something, maybe. Maybe uh, you'd like to contribute if you've been listening. Never been one. I I don't like that PBS shit. You know what I mean? I I don't like that telethon stuff. I don't like that Jerry's Kid shit, you know?
0: Oh, you don't want to do like a whole hour of... um
1: Fundraising for money. Yeah. during the middle of the show. By the way, that reminds me, de Blasio is looking for speech writers if you're interested. Who, me? Yeah. Uh, No. I mean, not for any amount of money. Would you write that drivel? He says, particularly when it comes to the mayor's fund. Mayor's, mayor's fund. fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was really mad. So there's like, a, oh, this writing is not very good. Right. The fund is suffering. Well, yeah. It's funny. People are not jumping behind this mayor's fund, which is. Uh, you know, uh, operated by your wife, right? Uh, f- <laughs> in order to deal with your pet projects or whatever. Sure. I wonder uh, why. He thinks he's Cuomo or something. You know? I know. Uh, yeah, probably because they had to uh, shut down the uh, fund for one New York or whatever it was under all that controversy, all this pay for play. Also, yeah. you're not very popular, mayor. I hate to tell you this. Right. writers are not going to fix that. So, anybody looking for a writing job? Yeah, send you, uh, your
0: resumes to um,
1: New York City Crime Report.
0: And we'll forward them on to the, the proper location.
1: Yes. Uh, now, in terms of Patreon, though, you could go to patreon.com slash NYC. That's if you want to uh, you know, get involved. And there's links to that on my website at crimereport.nyc. It's not particularly expensive. And uh, that's not to downplay the donations we get, the contributions right, we get, right, which, right, are, which right. are considerable. They're great.
0: You just need more people.
1: It would be nice it would be nice. I mean, you know, need is relative, too. I mean, do I need Reason a new microphone need. to make me sound better here? Or maybe a new cable? Or, you know, uh, like a uh, what else might I need to do a pipe? Well, really, pretty much we got the equipment covered. Uh, you know, the hours that I spend doing this are hours that I can't spend doing something that actually does turn into money. That's true, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's an argument to be made. The point, point is, pet- like, like, how much do you pay for entertainment? Yeah. And knowledge and information and... Uh, you what, know, you know what,
0: what, what is it? What is? How do you value it? I mean, what is? What do you consider
1: worth it? Personally, me? No,
0: I'm talking to your, yeah. your fans. If you,
1: how many hours of entertainment have you gotten? Uh, maybe, say, uh, if you listen to the show for a couple of years, wow, that's a lot of hours. You know, I mean, that's a. But well, but, also because
0: you listen to it once, then you listen to it two or three more times to catch all the. I mean, each episode.
1: Oh yeah, no, almost nobody listens just once. <laughs>
0: Imagine (laughs) listening to this just once and thinking that you got all the subtlety. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Well, we appreciate it. This shouldn't be too hard. I keep them in a separate file right here. Here's one from December. Uh, Brady writes, yeah, he says, uh, great shit. Great shit, man. He said, I I sat on, oh, wait, never mind. That's for crime report. Oh, that's different. That's for Crime Report. Yeah, but he's anyway, he says, I sat on, on hold with a great news story about some old fashioned uh, pedophiliac behavior, uh, and you didn't skip a beat the entire time. Just wanted to say, congrats, you fucking Lations, on another awesome show. Really hope you stay on Kumia Network for a good long while, because this is the best place to hear you. Have a great week, man. Well, that's, that's nice. Of that's to awfully say. nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A, a new contributor on, on, on uh, Patreon just this month, Froggy Bar. He says, uh, giving you some money, Pat, please use it only. You please, please only use it on booze and or cigarettes. Oh. No problem. Spent. Spent. Without a doubt, I will spend it. Uh, here's a guy re- requesting to see a guy named uh, James LaFond on the show. Who's that? He's a guy who works at a grocery store in Baltimore and writes books. One of the greatest writers you've never heard of. And, uh, yeah, he said he'd be in Podcast Heaven. He said, I'd be in Podcast Heaven if I could hear the two of you talk. He wrote the James definitive Lafond. Bo- He said he wrote the definitive book on knife fighting. Oh. And check out his Cracked podcast on YouTube, which I did, and it is very interesting. I'm going to look this I, guy up. I couldn't quite, uh, I didn't quite understand everything that was going on in it. Thanks for that. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for uh, reaching out. Anytime you want to write with questions, comments, uh, it, it really anything flattering or, or complimentary, not so much on the constructive criticism. Nah. Uh, or We've got that covered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're very hard on ourselves. Uh, then, uh, it's patdixonnyc at gmail.com. Patdixonnyc at gmail.com. Just send an email there. I mean, like, I, email's the best way. You'll get it. You can try to do some kind of Facebook. You can write me through the Patreon if you're, if you're there. Trust me, you'll get an instant response. I'm not going to put that on the back burner. These people mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, if you mean it and you're that kind of fan, great. Some new merch coming up soon. It's going to be a great year, 2018. Welcome to it. Uh, thank you one more time, Seth Barron. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. See, I've said it weird the first time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is it over?